You're listening to an All Games Radio Network broadcast of AllGames.com. AllGames.com. This is George Romero. You're listening to ZombieCast. Hey, this is Dave Fenoy, the voice of Lee Everett, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Greg Nicotero of The Walking Dead, and you're listening to ZombieCast. I'm Sarah Wayne Callies, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Laurie Holden, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Danny Gray, and I'm listening to ZombieCast. You better be listening to a dude. Well, you are if you're hearing me, so keep listening. Hi, this is Sid Haig, and you are listening to ZombieCast. That's why you can hear me, stupid. Yo, monkeys, it's me, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion, and, of course, Billy Ray Snapper and Devil's Rejects. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening to the ZombieCast. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Hi, this is Norman Reedus, and you're listening to Zombie Cast. Zombie Cast. Temple, you know me as Axel from The Walking Dead, and I'm here to tell you, Zombie Cast. Stay tuned in. Follow me. And thank you, Romero, for that super awesome introduction this weekend. Welcome, zombies, to Zombie Cast, an unofficial guide to all things zombie. Episode 297, where I'm Sean. I'm Matt. And I'm Ted. And thank you, zombies, for another download of Zombie Cast this week. We want to thank you no matter where you get us, iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, zombiecast.net. It's the best places every Monday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern at allgames.com forward slash chat. Come over here, enter your name, into the chat, mingle with the zombies, mingle the societies in there. The bosses, the big guys are in there tonight. Mr. Zombathon from the Zombie Research Society. Uh, but come over here and uh, at allgames.com every Monday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern to hear us live and chat live. You can also get to zombiecast.net. There's a live link up top. Click that, enter your name. You'll be right in the chat. You can listen to us. And uh, it's all the good. It's easier just to go to zombiecast.net and click the live link. Uh, if you want to hear us live, but cannot join us live with chat on all devices, car, new car stereos, gaming consoles, all Amazon and Google Home devices, tablets and phones, add the TuneIn app. Uh, there's a premium version, but you don't need that. You just need the free version of the TuneIn app. Add All Games Radio, and you can hear us live no matter where you're at in the world. That's Antarctica, that's Africa, that's uh, Asia, Wakanda, Russia. Wakanda. What about Wakanda? Wakanda? Yeah. Everywhere. Even Canada. Condon't. Yeah, Kananda. Kanata. Kanata, <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> but uh, get that TuneIn app. You know, the TuneIn app's good. Uh, you know, it, it, I have it anyway because it picks up all of the alphabet radio stations, the FM. So, like, whenever I go to Florida... I like WKRR, so I type in WKRR and Rock 92 is there, WKZL, 
but it gets all the FM stations. So it's a free app. And if you like morning shows and you're out of town and you want to hear those what, morning shows. Why are we shows, advertising for TuneIn well, Radio? What's going I'm on right now? Tune in. I'm just saying TuneIn is good to get. Okay, this is the latest thing. Is this the latest under the table deal you made that we don't know about? Same with like uh, the bye bye man, the bye bye man, man. the wine, the uh, what was that? uh, The fidget spinner. You made all sorts of deals over the years. (laughs) But I get the TuneIn app and all games radio, and you can hear us live. We do remind you guys to go to zombresearchsociety.com. It's where the official radio show, the Zombie Research Society. Go over there and browse all those news articles. And tomorrow starts Zombie Awareness Month, so we're going to be talking about that on the warm up segment. Here at the beginning of the show, but we do want to thank the Zombie Research Society, Mr. Matt Moak, George Romero, the founders, of the pioneers of those guys over there, and the man that runs it, the, the boss over there now, Mr. Zombathon, uh, and Dave Marks, and all those guys over there at ZombieResearchSociety.com. You can listen to ZombieCast over there in podcast form on the very front page. Take back uh, my old articles, too. I used to write a bunch of them until yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, you need you need to write some 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 dipper uh, ads or something like that. Dipper column, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dipper column. Weekly dip dipper. Dip dip weekly dip. Yeah, there's you know it'd be tight in the room. It'd be real tight. <laughs> we've never we've only seen tight in it, but you know what I mean. But uh, zombiesearchsociety.com. We're very thankful for those guys. We're very thankful that they actually actually added us to some credentials to where you know what we can get some uh, little creds. For being a part of those guys. So I do want to thank Zomathon for all the hard work he's done for ZombieCast over the last week. I know Ted's a fucking headache, but you know what? Thank you so much. And, and, what? and you know what? I thought I was very I thought I was very civil and nice and apologetic and or, just like no, you he's, are, he's, he's right. Smart, Ted's Ted. a fucking headache. Ted nailed it. You know, Ted asked for something, Zomathon landed and gave us something uh, that, that's really gonna help this show out. Uh, in in the near future, so uh, Zomathon. Really I was like, I was like, Zomathon, uh, will you please hook us up with a with a, Z, a, a ZRS email now? And he was like, uh, I was like, now. And he was like, uh, I guess. And I said, do it now. And then I was very rude. <laughs> and then and then we got it working. And I was like, good. And that was it. About time. Should have done that earlier. That's pretty much how the exchange went. Yeah. Uh but uh, we do want to thank the Zombie Search Society to come. And while you're over on the social medias, on Facebook and Twitter, search at ZombieCast World and follow and like our pages over there. And click those banners up top and follow each individual host as we love mingling with the zombies all week long. And as I announced in the announcement show, now we're the announcement part. We're to the warm-up segment. So let's talk about it. Zombie Awareness Month starts tomorrow. Which is May, and if you go over to Zombie Research Society, it's gonna be um, May. Right? <laughs> yeah, but it, but uh, over at Zombie Research Society dot com, they're going to be doing that a meme lot of is giveaways. Funny every year, Matt. <laughs> yeah. that, that meme is funny every year, isn't it? It's gonna be May. It's gonna be every time someone posts a picture of Justin Timberlake smiling <laughs> and it says it's gonna be May. I'm, Every I'm, year without fail, I laugh. I'm laughing because I saw – I didn't understand that <laughs> meme. Someone put it on Facebook and it's like, rose are red, violets are gray, something, 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 and then just a picture of Justin Timberlake. I'm like, I don't get it. And now I get it. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, you just, oh, did you just get it like right now? You got it before the show? No, I, I just got it right now. Are you serious? I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> I've never – going to be May. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, well, it you, you can use Rick Grimes too. Like, it's not you. It's May. <laughs> People that can't say me, they just say May. It's oh. gotta be May. Well, that's the song. Well, I'm glad your uh, your May's from now on will be funnier till uh, the, till you die. 
Well, thanks very much. That added some sparkle to my life just now. Yeah, sure. I got it now. I got it. You got oh, it. You, I got it. I got it, Ted. I got it. <laughs> not, were you please not watching? Were y'all not watching the Carson Daily MTV show in the late 90s? What the hell's wrong with you people? That shit was on, like, constantly. It's gonna be May. I remember when Timberlake first showed up. He looked like a little freak. May or you, Ted. But we do want to go to ZombieResearchSociety.com for Zombie Awareness Month. Those guys over there are going to be giving away a lot of stuff this month. And and you know what? They got some nice stuff. And you guys need to go over there. You know, I'm a member. I, I, I feel special. I'm a member of the society. People should go over there and get shirts and you know, we gave away that bowling ball that time, and you know, you know what? The I think the logo, anything with the Zombie Research Society logo on it, is tight. Hey, Ted, did you get your T-shirt yet? Sean, did you send me my T-shirt? No, I, I will send. I have not seen any T-shirts. I was near Ted and didn't even have time to drop it off at Ted's house. What was I going to say? The Zombie Thon. Have you seen the uh, the the, the Canadian Research is. Society logo? That's a knockoff of the Zombie Research Society logo. <laughs> Has he ever seen that logo? That's it's like it's not it's not something we we like. We, it was a personal little in joke we had where we we did ZRS but made a CRS and it's just a total ripoff. But it has Canadian shit all over. It's pretty it's funny. Like moose and stuff. It's on like me. yeah, it's like moose and goose and, and snowflakes and stuff. You need to send that to Luke so he can uh, so he can check it out. Zombathon. Uh Luke Zombathon. I wonder where's Don from? Is that his last name? Luke Don. Like I think it's like marathon, but zombathon. Yeah. Oh, I just got a friendly tweet. That ding was the zombie research society. Oh shit! It was. And uh, hold on, let me mute my watch. Mute. There we go. But uh, the zombie awareness month. We want to make you guys aware. But, but you know, the zombie research society. There's a lot of good articles over there. They're really scientific type stuff, you know, maybe zombie bees and stuff like that. But but they do a lot of fun stuff in the zombie industry. Uh, good articles, good uh, all around stuff. They sometimes you know they set up a con. So I mean, you should you need to bookmark uh, zombiesearchsociety.com. But but they're going to be giving away tons of stuff over there for Zombie Awareness Month. So be sure to go over there and tell them ZombieCast sent you. And you might just get you might just get a thumbs up on that email. How about that? that? You might get an extra thumbs up and it'll be well worth it. Right? Yeah, I guess. Matt. What? I'm gonna text you an extra thumbs up too, buddy. Thanks, brother. Uh, I could text you guys something cool. Hang on, I'll text y'all I wonder if I can post this in our ZRS. I doubt it. I might have to text it. But uh, later in the show, guys, we got Mr. Onslaught stopping by. We're going to be talking the new Avengers movie. Uh, Matt's going to be bailing out his pizza night, Moose Night, at the Moose Lodge tonight. Moose Knuckle Night at the Lodge. So And Moose Knuckle Night at the yeah. Moose Lodge. First Tuesday of every month. Yeah, right first on. Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Exactly. I know the song, man. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we're going to be talking to Avengers later in the show. We're going to be talking about, you know, I had a grease moment last night. Uh, Danny Zuko uh, from Ted last night. And, and you know what? I'm going to call him out on it whenever we start talking about the Fear Show. And uh, it's good. I don't know what you're talking about, as usual. 
Well, I'll explain. I'll explain because Ted kind of got off guard last. We, we, I, I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it later in. You know, the whole sand and, uh, you know, Gre- I'll, I'll connect Greece with fear and it'll all make sense. I can talk me some Greece, yo. That was, that was the first movie I ever saw when I was like four. It was my favorite movie. I watched it like on repeat and Greece too. Yeah. Reproduction. Reproduction. Grease songs were better. Grease one or Grease two. Fear, guys. Let's talk fear. I always like the fear. I know they're both great. They're both great. Grease two is underrated. These poor people tuning in this podcast have to fast forward so much to get to fear. Let's let's right, talk. Some fear. We're, we're gonna talk fear, and, and I'm you yeah. know I'm gonna talk Grease right out right out of the right out. <laughs> I need you guys to be very very quiet so I can tell my story. I don't need any interruptions because. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell how Ted is like Danny Zuko on Greece. <laughs> Sandy, hey Sandy. So people that saw Greece when it first comes out, you know Danny and Sandy, they're making out on the beach, and when he gets back to the high school, he's like, man, there was this girl named Sandy, man. God, you know, I was almost got. Oh, I see what you're gonna say. I did. And uh, and and, and you know, and uh, and they uh, you know, they, they sing a song. Summer nights, summer loving. It was summer loving. And then he's talking about this girl Sandy. He's talking about this girl Sandy. And then uh, all of a sudden, what, what's her name? Uh, uh, what's the girl's Newton- name? Olivia Newton John. No, uh, her friend that throws her out in front of her. Oh, uh, uh, Kaniki. No, not Kaniki. The girl, Zook. Uh, the girl with the pink hair. No, not the pink hair. The one that's got the kind of smooshed face. The one that thought she was pregnant. Uh, oh, I have to look it up. I can't. She was played by what's her face. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, well, but anyway, Danny's telling Danny's telling all the guys about this Sandy girl, and Sandy's telling all the ladies about this Danny guy, and they're like, "Oh, what's his last name?" And she's like, "Oh, Danny Zuko." So, moral of the story is, they go and they throw Sandy in front of Danny, and he's like, "Sandy." Her name, is, her, name, her name is Rizzo. Rizzo. Rizzo yeah. throws Sandy out. So, so Danny's like, Sandy! And he runs Sandy. up. Sandy! And he realizes the guys are watching. He's like, <laughs> that's my yeah, okay, whatever, baby. Yeah. And he bashed her, right? So, so I'm sitting there watching Fear last night, right? This is, this is how Ted is oh, like. Danny. If I can get compared to the great Danny Zuko, I'll take it. Go ahead. <laughs> now, now, I was watching Fear last night. And out of nowhere, in our super secret, super secret chat, I saw in there, Ted said, oh, God, if you guys watch Fear, what the fuck? Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and then, you know, he was, he was really concerned, and, and Ted was in it. <laughs> I was really concerned? He, he realized Matt saw the same text, too. And, and then we, we got that, <laughs> don't, don't, don't say my name, you're wearing it out, Sandy, attitude. So, so Ted, Ted thought it was between me and him, and he was, he was like, man, did you see that? What the fuck, man? What the fuck, man? Fear. Fear's killing it. And then Matt. Oh, uh, yeah, and right. Ted's like, oh, and then, and yeah, and then Matt, Matt, Matt looked. I saw Matt. I saw Matt look in, and I was like, yeah, whatever, baby. You know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I, I, I was just kidding, Sean. That's not. You want to know what happened? Ted. You want to know what ha- you want to know how I watched? This is a true story. This is how I watched Fear. I'm gonna tell you what happened. He thought it was I, cool till he saw you were. Oh, Jesus chat. Christ! Your legs must be looked. so tired. That's a long way to go for a weird. <laughs> okay, let me tell you what happened. I was watching. I, I 
it was like it was like ten minutes after Fear started, and I said, "Oh shit, Fear's on!" So I turned over to Fear, and I was watching the part where Morgan and Nick are out there, and he's like, "You sit here, boy, or I'm gonna beat your ass." You stay next to the van, and I was like, "All right, whatever." And then I I, I muted it because a commercial came on, and then I got my mind on something else and I didn't unmute it. And then the episode was playing on the background. I wasn't even paying attention because it was on mute. Oh, no, no, I'm telling you the story. No, I'm telling you the story. And then I literally looked up and all I see is a certain character on the ground bleeding out of their mouth. And I was like, what the fuck? How'd this happen? And I turn it on and then that person dies. And I'm like, what? And I had no clue how it even got there. I even tweeted to somebody saying, what, how did that even happen? And I, yeah, I was blown away that they did that. But, uh, I was legitimately shocked that they did that, but I didn't see how it happened. Too bad we're not on polygraph, Ted. Uh, Too bad. Polygraph, is that a new dating service? What is that, a new social media polygraph? It's a lie detector, Ted. Oh. Ah, yeah. Uh, So, Matt, did you watch all of Fear last night? Ted, Ted, Ted thought it was, I I was excited. I was like, man, damn, Ted's liking it, Freeman Mommy, and I missed the shot because I was five minutes behind and I missed it. Because I thought Ted was happy and I got – your, your happiness that you thought after two and a half years I was finally enjoying the show stopped you from – you were so happy three you years, got distracted Ted. from watching the show. Being that the Zombie Research Society is in chat, you know, they did send me season one of Fear the Walking Dead. And only yeah, it said – it said, here's they, you some coasters. Joked, but even drinks. they said – <laughs> I saw the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what we're doing right now. What's going on right now? I'm so lost. Uh, we're having fun. So let's talk about Fear right. the Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm sure you guys hated it. I really enjoyed last that, night. Don't, adventurous. don't talk to me. Don't talk it was to me. A little I, adventurous. I, I kind of liked, you know, we got a little bit of a story, a little bit of play, a little bit of death, a little bit of, you know, I was more stunned last night than I was with Carl. Don't go That's there. saying something. Well, say that's, that's, that. your shtick. that's your shtick. I thought it was a good episode. I thought it was a good episode. Uh, I knew Nick wanted out of the show. He's going to be in the show, though, for the rest of the season in the flashback. So it's not like we're losing that yeah. character. That actor has said he wants out of the show? Yeah, last season he wanted out of the show to pursue other opportunities. Because it's such a great, high-rating oh. show. Um, no, I, think, I think he's from England, and I think he's always here in the U.S. Just like with Rick Grimes, always wanted to be back in England. Which the same thing that's going to ruin The Walking Dead. You know, is is filmed here, and they don't want to be here. They want to be... In England, I think they've gotten over it. It's not like it's- yeah, they say they say Rick Grimes still like on an every yeah. other week basis goes back to England. But I no, I didn't dislike the episode. Um, I have it, a lot of questions. I, I I thought the death was kind of one of those cheap surprise deaths. It was like, like was Dale no- in season one. <laughs> like what? Well, was it, like, it was. They caught me off guard. Uh, yeah, but that's not necessarily a good thing. It was kind of it was kind of a cheap death in that like it made up. It made up a villain in the same episode um, for him, and it it the, the death was like one of those like silly Hollywood style deaths, like oh he isn't dead, he somehow got a gun and snuck up behind him and shot him. I'm like eh. now, I as a person who had the show on mute, how did he die? I didn't catch it. So uh, so Nick wanted revenge because in the flashback there was this guy that was part of the Vultures that. They met while they were out trying to scavenge. Him and Madison were out trying to scavenge. They came across a house like, finally, we found something. And this douchebag walks out. He's like, sorry, bucko's. I already got here first. So Were they, uh, yeah. were they, were they snapping when they came out? With a name like the Vultures, I think they're snapping. <laughs> so him and, the, him and the little girl were there, and they're like, oh, well, okay, I guess they got the food. 
So Nick, no, no, no. no. This is why I'm. They, they went. They searched for food, and whenever they got to the food, the guy in the blue car was there, and the little girl come out with the walkie-talkie, and and as Nick was speaking into the walkie-talkie, the girl had it to her ear. You know what I mean? And and, and she had been listening to where they were going to steal this food from, so they beat them to it and stole the food. Okay, so, so they didn't listen to their conversations with the wall. Either way, so like that guy appeared in the like present time, and Nick like uh, had to go after him to get his revenge. And Morgan's like, "Don't do it, don't do it, son. It it'll end up. It, you'll change you. I should know. I've decided not to kill and to kill three times already. Don't do it. I but, flipped my ideology three times <laughs> now. But Nick, uh, Nick's like, no, screw that. So he went and uh, took a hammer to the guy, uh, came out like super bloody, and and we thought he was dead. And then uh, he got distracted by some blue bonnets, which uh, represent Madison, who we don't know if she's alive or dead yet. Yeah. She'll we be don't dead know. next. She'll be killed off next week. Well, I think she the, might be dead. As part I of feel, the big, part of the reboot. I feel like they're like if she was dead, I feel it'd be a big a weird writing choice not to have any of them mention it. Not right. a, even just like I miss her or something like well, that. Where did so where did she like where did she go? Where did Madison go? We don't know yet. We That's don't know. What the flashbacks are about. I think we're gonna find out. Maybe she chose to leave. Maybe she joined them, or I don't know. But I don't. Think lot, but there was a lot. You, you need to watch that because there's a lot of flashbacks with Madison and Nick talking to these guys out in the parking lot. And then whenever it went to like current time, Nick's like, I got to kill this dude. No matter what, I got to kill him. I got to kill him. I got to kill him. He's bad, bad, bad. So we don't know why Nick's going after him. But but it kept showing him and Madison in these blue flowers. So when he pulled the blue flowers out after he killed that guy, the little girl shot him in the chest like pow. And, and you saw uh, Charlie, the the little girl, had shot him. But but my question is, a why why was he so furious in in wanting to kill the guy? And two, they don't know who killed Nick, right? So is the little girl, did she do it by accident, or did she do it meaning to shoot Nick? And then they're going to take her in, and then she's going to kill more people in the good group? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like what do you think the plot is? is because She's, she's going to factor in. I think she's going to flip in the end. She's the, They keep coming back to her. Madison seems determined, at least in the flashbacks, to win her back over. She thinks she's not a lost cause. So but she's she did kill Nick, out. and they don't know it. Did they – but did she – no, it was Nick because I got the impression on her face like she didn't know. She just saw someone emerging or coming out of the the silo, bloodied, having killed like. Well, he was sitting on the porch. At, you know, he come he come out he come out of the silo. Yeah. Morgan gave him a book. He read the the little book, yeah. and then he was sitting on a porch, looking at the blue flowers, and then she shot him on the porch. Uh, I thought it was in close proximity. So if she did see Nick, then. Um... Yeah, I guess she's uh, gone past the point of no return. I don't know. I don't know, but, but she could have thought he was a zombie. You know, I mean, it's, it's hard to kind of. But you know, I was watching the Talking Dead, and, and they got the new uh, showrunners, the the two showrunner guys on there, and, and it seems like that they're pretty determined to to do deep story and a lot of flashbacks. This oh, season. there's new showrunners too. Oh, uh, well, it was two guys. I don't know if it was just for this episode or what, but they were talking about the whole season about uh, the research and development uh, of story writing that they wanted to do. You know, because there was uh, like, look at the flowers. There yeah. was, uh, you know, the reference to the peanut butter cookies. Remember, like uh, that. Uh, who was it? Michonne or somebody stole from Morgan? Yeah. 
Oh, that's right, because he got Nick gave him the peanut butter thing, and he yeah. yeah, that's a nice little connection. Yeah. See, see, am I following? It wasn't on mute, was it, Ted? Come on. Man. I said I saw that part when they were at the van. Come on, Danny. Come on, come on. <laughs> I'm kidding, but yeah, on, I, I, I I enjoyed last night. John just made me go full redneck. Did you hear it? Yeah, I did. <laughs> come on. I saw it. I said I saw it. I saw it. But, you know, the the one thing that that I guess that is quirky for me is the girl with the videotapes. And, and, you know, they made it a point to whenever they were fighting inside the SWAT van that uh, it showed Nick whenever he was uh, beating up Morgan that uh, that he had busted the lock off. The girl, then, you know, it was keen on showing her to come back to be like, oh, my God, the lock's gone. Who stole my videos? And then it showed the titles of the videos. So I I, I just wonder, one, why she's so sincere about getting everybody's story, and two, why she's so sincere about making sure none of the tapes are gone. And then, you know, some of the headlines were were different things like the bad. The bog. The bog, yeah, and and stuff like that. So I, I, I just wonder how all that's going to play part into the story. Well, because back it, she probably promised someone to document the, the apocalypse or something like that, right? She's still going yeah. for that Pulitzer like Frank West. It's kind of quirky right. and silly, right? I mean, just thinking about it, why, I mean, why would you be... You're going to pick that you know, up? I'll, 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 yeah, that silly? yeah I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll unhandcuff you as long as you promise to give me your story. It, it's just weird to me. She's really into it. She's really into the story. She's trying to capture I'll, the wasteland, man. Yeah, but yeah, I thought it was a good adventurous episode. You got a little bit of zombies. You got a little bit of espionage. You got a little bit of road chase. Uh, you got, I mean, Roadhead. I, I liked it. Well, the, and another thing that gets me, the, the people that's in the parking lot, you know, they, they make them seem like villain people. Uh, something has happened that we don't know about for them chasing them. But why would you just let these people hang out in your parking lot and you have all the guns and stuff? <laughs> Well, they're not killers, right? I guess, uh, first of all, they look pretty, like, ready to go. I think they defend themselves pretty well. And Madison knows she doesn't want to start a war. People are going to die. They're just waiting there. They're not, I mean, they're not hurting them. They're just, they're vultures. That's their thing, right? They're waiting them out. True. But, it, it, but still, it's just weird. If, if, I, in the, in, if I was really in a real apocalypse of some sort, it would be awkward just to let people out there and, and vulture, you know, kind of prey on me uh, while we sleep and and everything. Like they're waiting for it to catch us off guard to take us over and kill us all. Well, I, I, would, not, I would not have that. No, but their their mo is isn't killing. Like even in his speech in the beginning, he says he never hurts anybody and they don't take anything from people alive. They go from camp to camp, and it's kind of a siege, right? They just come and wait outside. Maybe they go and find all the resources around them and let them kind of die on their own, and then they swoop in and pick everything off. That's why they're called vultures. They're not, I mean, they're not going to kill them in their sleep. That's not their That's not their MO. Yeah. And then another thing that got me, that the way that uh, Nick was so crazy to kill this guy whenever he confronted him and Morgan was standing there. Yeah, the guy was pretty calm. He's like... He's like, yeah, he was kind of like, do what you want to do, but I'm going to get these pimentos. Like, he had no worries of anything. Almost like he, he had a ransom. Right. Like, you're not, you're not going to touch me. You know, and, and, you know, and he went in the silo like it was nothing. Knowing that Nick would not chase him because maybe there was a stipulation 
or you know, or something like that. So I, I'm really curious to see. There's a lot of question marks from last night, mm-hmm. in a lot of directions. So I, I enjoyed it. I hope. I really hope you 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 thought it was okay, Matt. I thought it was decent. Yeah, I, I wasn't disappointed. With and I'm the never going to be like aha or anything like that. I, I'm just really glad that you enjoyed last night. Sincerely. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. I completely disagree with the most shocking thing. Uh, your Facebook post. This is the most shocking death in the history of Walking Dead franchise. No, I said since Lori. To where I, where I felt nothing when Lori died. I was like, yeah. Well, when Lori died, dude. I was what like, about Glenn? Wow. What about Glenn and the whole? Um, I think that we knew Egan's about it. I, I felt it, but but not like last night. Last night, I was just like, what? what the hell just you know, like when like you guys were talking about. Uh, uh, who's the guy that got bit by Swamp Walker? Dale. Uh, Remember, Dale was totally like unexpected. Lord was totally unexpected, and right. Sophia was totally unexpected. But the last one of those three was Lori. You know, the others were kind of expected, but even though the, the Dale one came out, Carl was Like Carl, so, when yeah. Carl died, it, it was really like a yawn episode for me. It didn't impact. Yeah. At all, it really didn't. You know, I was like, "Wow, I can't believe they did that." But it wasn't like last night. I was like, I was kind of like, like you said, like, what the, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, I, I wasn't really? sad. I, I've always said that Nick's like, I thought he was like after Travis. I've always said he's like one of the best characters on the show, and I was kind of stunned. Like, wow, now wow. they're killing him off. But I, I, I sincerely haven't, or seriously, have not it, had that since Lori. Do you think it was a satisfying death? Like, were you satisfied? I, shocked, yeah, but was it like, a, oh, I was a cool, well, it was, it was kind of it, it was kind of an emotional thing. I was like, man, yeah, yeah, I kind of dig Nick's character. I like, yeah, I like Nick, but kind of his, his smile and his spontaneous. You know what? You want? I'll go. eat this drug. Sorry. Here we does go. It feel, does it feel like though it was not a death that was intended? It was more of a I want out of this contract death. It didn't to me because I, you know, I didn't even suspect nothing like that until I heard it on The Talking Dead. I was just kind of like, wow, that's crazy. That's good writing, but I really hate that he's gone. Well, like I said, he'll be he's in the shot. flashbacks. So like, we're, we're not saying goodbye to Nick for another 10 episodes, right? So yeah, I think he, he died in the present, but we still got a ton of backstory to fill in. So he's still there. Because yeah, it ended with a flashback with him laying in in the flowers. I, you know, I guess flowers are bad in The Walking Dead. You, you just can never look at them because he the stopped to look at the flowers and got shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but Ted, it, it, the way that they the the way that there's all these question marks, you, I really wish you would just go back and if you're bored sometime and just watch the episode all the way through. But because oh, no, I want, yeah, okay, I watched. I thought I thought you were about to say watch season three. <laughs> no, this episode because it, it's hard to explain all the cliffhangers that they left throughout the episode of what why you know we we don't know why why is he why? running why, why what did they do or this or that why did they bite me so are they basically the year between the two seasons see last year and this year are they they're filling all that in with flashbacks of stuff we didn't see well no this is from the end of no, it's like <laughs> the end of last week's episode with Nick and Madison to all the crazed while they're on the go, gun crazed, ready to kill people. 
like we saw at the end of episode one of season four. Remember, they come out with the guns and, and, and right. they scare everybody hostage. You know, we still don't know why that they're in such a rage to find these people. So last night kind of brought it to, even though it's a flashback, a more present flashback, but we still don't know why of anything. But we know that, that, uh, Nick is dead and then, the, you know, he killed that guy with the deer antlers. Stabbed him, you know, slammed him down right. on deer antlers. Well, I thought he took a hammer and him. Oh, yeah, he started with the hammer. Yeah, then they, they tussled and he pushed him to the deer antlers. That's right. It's like the end of the Lost Boys. Yeah, he busted some pimento, a jar of pimentos on Nick's head and I uh, got away from the hammers and then there was a, a deer, uh, deer head there like a mounted deer head that was laying on the ground and he threw him on it and then all the antlers came to his chest and he slowly pushed him down talking shit to him kind of well so that's just sure. precious and he's it didn't you could see in his eyes after he killed him it didn't help didn't help didn't help Morgan, what Morgan told him, gave him a little book to read a little Jesus book or something <laughs> it, was, uh, it was the art of peace they gave him a little Jesus book. The art of peace. Yeah. The art of peace is what it is. So that was fear. I enjoyed. But how long it, until Morgan is back to just killing people like without mercy again? Give it a yeah. season, then he's going to put on his riot suit again and start killing. Morgan has no middle ground. There's no like. Well, I, I don't <laughs> kill people unless it's self defense, or I don't. Kill. He's just like I either full blown don't kill anyone, or I'm like Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mowing people down. Yeah, and, and even people that don't deserve it, like a guy that's unarmed on the ground begging for his life. Morgan's like, "Uh, he's like, I don't die," and then he jams a spear through his face. <laughs> I mean, it's like there's no there's no middle ground with Morgan. No, but but like watching last night, Matt, is it for me? It's kind of nice watching knowing that the the two cool comic readers are not trying to spoil every look around every corner of everything to be and try to treat you like you're dumb. Oh yeah. You don't know about the wolves. Yeah. Oh, it's the wolves or this or that, or you know, Negan's coming or the, the hat, I, the bat. And, yeah. I don't, th- yeah. I've never experienced it. It sounds like there's someone in your work or something that like made the experience of walking dead bad for you. Cause I've never had people hang that over it's my like head. Facebook people. I've, I've never experienced yeah, like that. Like with a W they're like, Oh yeah, that's the wolves. And I'm like, who the hell's the wolves? Oh, yeah, but that's you, you fun. don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Well, maybe you're reading it differently. Um, no, I never felt. I never felt like people were being condescending to me watching The Walking Dead. That's kind of like the not knowing. No, uh, I, nobody, yeah. nobody has a clue, really. Yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's definitely a different show. I, I, I think like right now, what's the overall plot of this? I guess we're just trying to find out what happened to the settlement and how they got to where they are right now, right? Right. Of this season. Yeah, I mean it's decent. I'm I'm enjoying it. Like I said, uh, I think it's 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 slowly slipping back into the like it, it started off super strong with the new characters, and then it's it's slowly slipping back to the reasons I didn't like it, which is kind of it, it's just it's the exact same show as The Walking Dead, except with people I don't really care about. But see, but now I, I'm I'm having a dilemma because there's a show that I absolutely loved the first season. That just started, and I'm asking myself, why the hell did I ever like this show? I'm not That's getting weird. it. I'm not into it the way that I thought I would be. I, I love like season one, but, but it's it's still like... It's really not hard. I had to, I had to force really myself to watch it last night. 
Really? That, fear? That, Wait, Fear? No, 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 no. Uh, Westworld. Westworld. Oh, oh. Episode one of season two was just kind of meh for me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Well, here's, here's Ho- Hopefully I can get here. back into it. You're entitled what? to your opinion, Sean, and I will make you watch Westworld. <laughs> no, I'm going to watch it, but I, I just figured it would be this big bang, being that it took so long for season two to come out. That I, I'm just not feeling it the way well, that I up, did the up. first time I watched season one. When you spoiler, you spoilerville. Well, the first one was all wrapped in mystery, right? It's uh, the mystery kept you going. The first episode of season two was a giant rebellion, a bloody hundreds of bodies rebellion. How is that not? Uh, how else did you want it to kick off? But they were killing people that I liked on the show that you know are not going to be regenerated. Who were they killing? Well, Simon for one. I liked him on the show. He's a he's a robot. Yeah, but are they going to regenerate him? I don't know. Maybe he's a he's a thingamajiggy. There's nobody at the headquarters, is there? That's fixing them, patching them up every night anymore. Yeah, but they can probably do that themselves. Anyway, I I, I super like. I think there's a whole new mystery going on this season. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to like it, but I'm just waiting for that hook that, yeah. that gets me again. Yeah, fair enough. And the first season was perfect because you didn't know what was going on, and it was a mystery unraveling. But now you know what it's all about. Some of that mystery's gone. Yeah, because you remember season one yeah. on Westworld. It was like every morning, you know, you got the guy that walks up and he, you know, she hops on the horse and rides through town, and you got the guy that walks. You know, it repeated itself every morning in in perfect synchronization. You know, perfect timing, everything. Yeah. To where you're like, all right, you know, the guy's about to go about there. You know, it's like Groundhog Day every day in Westworld. But now everything's chaos. It's like the whole thing that I like about Westworld is is not there anymore. So so I'm sure it'll grow back on me. It's a good show. It's well produced. If you don't want to watch it, Sean, that's fair. That's fine. You can this watch whatever you want to watch. This is America, Sean, and Canada too, and both have freedoms. <laughs> you can watch whatever you want, buddy. <laughs> you can watch it. You have the right to turn shows off in Canada, right, Matt? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. See? <laughs> If it's not interesting to you, Sean, then why watch it? Life's Trudeau too short. Trudeau, Trudeau doesn't I'm come on and I say like everyone. I'm saying I hope that, that walk- big, a big hook that kind of sucks me in. I think the hook for me, attention. spoilers, five, four, three, two, one. The big hook is, like, at the end of the first episode of season two, like, you know that uh, if you if you haven't watched, then definitely close yours. But you know that all, the, like, the, the robots, or most of them are dead. So how do what? they get that way? What? How did, how did what does not survive? What's that little like secret place under the park? Uh, what are the other five parks that they mentioned? How are they bleeding in? There's so many different uh, things set up for this season. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. How many episodes is this season? Well, probably like 13 again or something. Because last night was over an hour, right? It was like hour and 15. And there's an hour and a half one coming up too. So. <laughs> they have like random time. That's what they do on American Horror Story where there's like yeah. a... You ever notice American Horror Story? Like the show is a different length every week. It'll be like literally an hour and 12 minutes then it'll be an hour and 16 minutes it's like very it's like they they don't worry about the editing they just as much time as we need to the tell the story done that last like season that too. it'd be like yeah. 112 107 well, I, I like i do like to do because i go look we need three extra minutes to tell this story properly well like they just do it we'll make it an hour and 13 minutes yeah it's which good. is good tv because w- when you own the show that you're making and the network that it's on they, i think it's good that they do that like i said amc's been doing that with the walking dead the last couple of seasons we get a yep. lot of 
114ers or 117ers. It's good kind uh, of going in not knowing that, too, because usually if it's like two minutes left, you think, okay, this is going to be a cliffhanger or, or something's not going to happen. Yeah. But when they when you don't know how long it is, like it could end at any time. I think there was one, I think, was it Westworld? There was one show that's usually like an hour that ended in 30 minutes one time. I'm like, whoa, that's interesting. See, I just need to, I just need to get into Game of Thrones. My dad recently watched all the seasons. Yeah. Uh, like within a month's time, he's like, Sean, he's like, you son, you really need to watch this show. You need to listen to your friends. But you know, you, you were right about Westworld. Like, you know, Matt, you're the one that made me watch Westworld, dude. Now, absolutely, and that and uh, uh, the Crystal Mess show. The we show. <laughs> Breaking my bro- Bad. My brother's all about the Crystal Mess show. He's like. He's always telling me, like, you've got to – the whole thing's on Netflix. You've got to watch. It's the best show. I've you watched it watch- twice. It's the best show ever. Ted, you, have you ever watched, watched it, Ted? Well, what? no. What did I just what? say? What? With your life. What did I just say? It's good. It's, it's good. And it's simple fun, Ted. It's not a lot of politics. It's, it's really good. easy watching goodness. Like the new Avengers was. Not a lot of politics, just just good stuff. It's straight up punching each other for two and a half hours. But but it's good. Yeah, you know, it's uh kind of a what is it, uh science teacher, physics teacher, chemistry teacher, gets cancer and decides to make crystal meth and get yeah. rich and live the life. I saw the I have seen the I saw the first episode of it, so I know the setup. It ramps up. <laughs> Hardcore. Yeah, it, it does. There, there's some slow parts, but the slow parts balances out for the crazy parts. Mr. White. Mr. White. What was that guy's name that always said Mr. White? He looks like Matt Damon, like a, a bootleg Matt Damon. Oh, Meth Damon. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what's... Uh... <coughs> Meth Damon. But everything you've turned me on to, Matt, Westworld was fantastic. Breaking Bad was fantastic. Uh, and so I need to do Game of Thrones. Yeah, I think I forgot to convince you, son. You what about fear? It's not gonna happen. I'm watching it. What are you talking about? You won. You won. Uh, Game of Thrones is fantastic. I don't can't see why you're not watching. Your family would love that one. Your kids would love it. Yeah, and actually, I have the first season on Blu-ray uh, that I borrowed from a friend like four years ago. So it's fun. So I need to watch that on Blu-ray. But I have HBO. We pay for HBO now, and I have HBO Go. So you know I me. Mean? Maybe we'll do that. Yeah, because, dude, work has been crazy lately. Yeah, I've been working two days extra and DJing and radio and then So, but I have some some off time coming up. So, I, you know what? I might dig into that. That might be good. some good home time. Just PJs and Game of Thrones. That's all you need in life. Does that hot girl get naked any, though? The, the blonde Tons of hot. dragon? Yeah. Very first episode. <laughs> really? Yeah, oh, in Game of Thrones? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, what, uh, Sarah, what's her face? Sarah Connor from the... Terminator fifth, yeah, she's naked. That like whole show. Um, there's she, tons of nudity in the first. She gets, season. she gets, uh, she gets r- <laughs> ramrodded by Aquaman. That's right, Carl Drago. <clears throat> Dude, I remember whenever, uh, J- whenever we saw Jason Momoa, and I remember we were standing there, and I was zooming in, taking a picture. Yeah, we saw him from a distance. I didn't get to. Meet and him. and to the right of us was the Game of Thrones. So you had lunch. With Jason you. Momoa. They, there were some paintings there. Of Jason Momoa from Game of Thrones. But it was weird. I looked to the right, and there he is. You know, people praising, buying all these expensive pictures, and then you, you just look a little to the left, and there was Jason Momoa. I thought it was pretty neat. Yeah, we did make an effort to meet him because that was I, I wasn't watching Game of Thrones, and I was like, oh, that's the guy from Game of Thrones. But that was before. 
he was Aquaman, you know, so I'd be more like, oh, I want to meet him because he's 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 now. I think Aquaman. they had just announced him because you remember the security, like he had, he had like ten times the security like Rick Grimes would have had, mm-hmm. but it seems like it was right around the same week that they announced that he was Aquaman. He doesn't need security. You ever seen that video of him throwing that hatchet? Uh uh-uh. uh. You ever saw that video? I want to see a show on Netflix. Huh? I haven't seen it. There's a video oh, of Momoa. He's like drinking and he picks up a hatchet and like throws it across a room and hits the bullseye on a dartboard with it. Damn. It's a real video. No, yeah, I'll, I'll look it, it up. Pretty badass. What What is the show on Netflix that Jason Momoa is in? It looks really good. Like he is in Iceland or something. Uh. Found that video, man. Thank you. What? I, was, I was just about to go look for it. Right now, Matt. What's that show on Netflix with Jason Momoa? Post that yeah, in our Skype like chat. Wilderness or something like that, or Horizon. Uh, yeah. Oh, here it is. Look at this. Look at this badass. Oh, give me my beer. <laughs> Looks like Steve Seagal <laughs> a little bit. It's actually oh, Steve Seagal with a Jason Momoa mask. Oh. A dick. First shot. I wonder how many takes that took. Now don't ruin it. Oh, Frontier. Frontier. Don't ruin it, Matt. It was the first take. It's called Frontier, Sean. It's called Frontier. Are you holding the beer? No, the show's called Frontier. I should probably play the audio from this. They nailed that. Hey, how's everybody doing? It's me, uh, Jason Momoa. You might know me from uh, Conan the Barbarian remake. I didn't even see that one. Was, was that? he in? Was I he Conan? Play, yeah, I'll Conan think I'll play the audio on this, the video on this. Uh, bring Gabe in. Let's do uh, the Avengers thing. I'm going to... Bounce on out. Bounce, yo. Oh, wait. Do you okay. want me to give you a two-minute uh, Matt's uh, three-month-late Last yes, I'd like a three. I'd like a three month late, la- or it's, yeah, three or four months late. A four month late uh, Star Wars review would be great because you know how me, Gabe, and Sean all felt about it. Uh, by, by the way, what's this, how's this for an idea for a podcast? It's just, I review movies that I finally get around to seeing after everyone's had a chance to digest them. So it's like you're listening to someone wide eyed first time. <laughs> Anyways, um, Matt, tell, tell yeah. us about the new Insidious film uh, that that just came out on video. You should tell us about it. I need and to see that. Those movies. And Black Panther comes out next week or so. You should tell us about that one. I haven't even seen Justice League yet. Okay, oh, so Matt, <laughs> you put it on Netflix. I can make that happen. Uh, it's one of those movies like everyone didn't say it was good. So why am I going to put myself through that? Like I was in the camp of it's terrible, but I enjoyed watching it. Okay, so speak. <laughs> that's a good segue. So. Uh, Star Wars. So I don't. I, I think I'm. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I think I realized this watching this movie. I've got. I don't have an expectation for what a Star Wars movie needs to be. I just know I'll be like, cool space battles. I'll be entertained. There'll be some fun moments. So going to that that mindset, I dug it. I, I thought it was entertaining. It had some good scenes. Um, but as as I was watching it, I, I I was aware of what you were saying, Ted, and what Gabe was saying. Like some stuff didn't make sense and. And so there's a few things that stuck out to me that really kind of made the movie kind of eh, which is, one, there's three things. So the first thing, I think, is it, it tried weird, too hard to be funny at some points. There's some really weird lines in there that just did not match the tone. It, it felt like someone went through the script and just, like, tried to punch it up in places that they shouldn't have added a joke. Does that Star make sense? Star Wars. 
Yeah, yeah Last Jedi. Yeah. Like a, a good example, like most of uh, Mark, every second Mark Hamill line was like a weird joke that didn't land. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't understand who this character Luke was supposed to be. Was he a curmudgeon? Was he sarcastic? Mm-hmm. Was yeah. he hopeful? Is that Chewbacca? Ha 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 ha. Was he hopeful? Was he was he cynical? Like it, it, his character seemed to change every second scene, and I and I didn't know why they brought him back. And I don't know if it's Mark Hamill's acting, but I hear a lot of its direction. So. I couldn't pin down Luke's character and why why he was back, especially since he didn't factor in a crazy amount. I guess he teleported himself and then vanished, whatever. Um, the whole stuff with Finn and Rose, I agree, it's useless. It added nothing to the plot. I love Benicio Del Toro's uh, character, DJ, but if you were to take that chunk of the movie out, zero. It's, it's got, and it's, the casino. It's the objective they were going for. They didn't even really succeed at, therefore it had... I don't. I felt that they shouldn't have even. My opinion was he should have just gone downstairs. Rose is there, and she's like, "You're the janitor," and he finds out she's also like a ge- an an unknown genius who knows how to hack shit. But she's somehow some. She's like, "I've been too shy to tell people I'm living down here in sweet." And then they yeah. just go break in, and they could have avoided the whole thing. And it would have given Rose an actual point in the movie. She had no point to be in the movie at all. I feel bad for that actress because I think she did great. Like she brought as much like gusto to the the part of Rose as she could. Um, but that whole subplot was just, I was, it, and there's one point they're being held hostage on the, the captain Phasma or Phasma, whatever has them. They're both in on the ground, the, the swords around their, their neck, they're about to be cut. And then an, you, you cut to outside and an explosion happens. Somehow captain Phasma is not in there anymore. They're the only survivors. So how did they get out of that situation? All the stormtroopers died except them, and Captain Phasma just teleported outside of the hangar. I don't understand that part. Well, he, he didn't see when Finn knocked her down the hole. He said he, she's like you're scum, and he goes rebel scum, and he knocked her off the ledge. Ah, uh, I didn't see that. That makes a lot more sense. Okay, so I apologize to Gabe. He said Phasma is supposed it. to be Phasma. Yeah, care. idiot. So uh, porgs are adorable. Uh, that that little speeder kind of thing on the the salt and red planet whatever i think that looked cool um it was kind of dumb that princess leia floating through space thing it just yeah I, in the theater i felt it, myself just going like oh this is the, this is really stupid it was really bad it just it didn't make any sense i, I guess it made sense she's force sensitive and she's floating back it, it just, but it but looked, it looked people bad. are doing but again it's one of those things like i know it's stars where people go i was like why is she still alive if she f- was in the vacuum of space or she created a force bubble around herself, stupid. I'm like, no, where where was that in the movie? No, she didn't. Yeah, I'm being corrected too. Sorry, bubble. Phasma. Phasma, you nerds. She was only in for five minutes. Give me a break. And, Matt, uh, they had a scene they cut out, which is better. Sorry. Remember, remember in the first movie, Phasma's the one who shuts down the shield generator yeah. uh, that causes Starkiller Base to get blown up? And I remember watching the movie. I was like, this character just sold out Starkiller Base and it got blown up. There's never any repercussions one of the deleted scenes that's not in the film is when Finn confronts Phasma, all the stormtroopers are around, and he goes, he says, I bet your superior officers would hate to know that, or would be surprised to know that you're the one who shut down the shield of Starkiller Base. When I put a gun to your head to save your own ass, you shut it down, and it got blown up. And she sort of looks around and goes, oh, fuck, and she shoots all the other stormtroopers because they heard it. Oh, that seems like a pivotal scene they should have kept in. And it's cut out of the movie for no that's- reason. That's... Terrible. Can you, believe, can you believe that? That's a huge character development moment. Anyways, uh, two more things because I know we're trying to get Gabe in. So there was two big reveals that everyone was talking about for the two years in between movies, and that was who this uh, 
Lord fucked up faces. What's his name again? Snoke and Eve uh, from, uh, yeah. And then uh, who Ray's parents are. So the answer to who Ray's parents are, I actually thought that's not bad. I had no I, problem with that. I, I thought it's kind of cool that she's it, she is nothing. Like, it would kind of seem forced if she was belonging to someone there. It would seem too coincidental. Yeah, I like that there everybody. No... Everybody has to be related to somebody. In the... I'm like, why? It's like, yeah, not everybody was a Skywalker or a Kenobi. I mean, there was a there's ten thousand Jedi. They weren't all related to each other. Yeah, but I don't agree with how they handled Snoke because why? I guess it was just Ryan said, "I don't want this guy anymore." I'm. Because JJ set him up, and then Ryan's just like, "Okay, I'm gonna have him sit in the throne and then die really cheaply because of a mishandled lightsaber." I would have loved if he had more to do, or he was a bigger somebody, or he was a secret identity. But it just he seemed wasted to me, Snoke. Yeah. Um, I guess. Uh, and what's his nuts? Kylo Ren's chest was huge in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I felt the being able to connect by. Has that happened in past movies where they're able to be in the same room where Force connects no. them? It seems but like that I would think solve a ton of issues. In, that's in that's what led into the Luke Skywalker projecting himself at the end because they were doing it the whole movie. But again, I, my biggest issue is most people's was the whole just, yeah, Luke Skywalker, this legendary character you've waited 30, 30 years to see was just kind of a curmudgeon and he was badly done. And at the end, I was like, he showed up and he's going to save the day. They've redeemed him. Then it's like, Oh, he's just yeah. not, he's teleporting his mind there. Okay. And then he just dies for no reason. He dies. Cause he's just tired. I guess. I don't know. Felt his job is done. Yeah. They, they really wasted Luke. It, it felt like they set up a lot in the first movie that the second movie was kind of like, nah, we're not going to do that. Um, I don't know. See, you, Adam, see, you understand. You're not a fan, but guys like me and Gabe, they're diehard absolutely fans. You I understand do. how we yeah. kind of walked out of the theater. Like, wh- I've never been in my life as yeah. excited for a movie as I was walking into The Last Jedi. Yeah. And I walked out of that movie baffled. No, there were some stupid character decisions in that. But me not having a, an invested interest that much, I was I could just be like, ah, whatever. But, no, I was totally watching it under the lens of, like, if I were a hardcore Star Wars fan, I'd be a little pissed off with some of these decisions that are being made <laughs> on behalf of these characters. Or Admiral uh, Ackbar, who's a beloved Star Wars character, the famous It's a Trap guy. They're just like, uh, where's Admiral Ackbar? He's dead. What? Yeah, he got sucked out into space. He's dead. But why couldn't he be that guy there? There was another Admiral Ackbar clone that was doing stuff. Why couldn't they have him be Admiral Ackbar? Admiral Akbar, there should not have been a Laura Dern in the movie, Matt. And Admiral Akbar should have been the badass who hyperdrived the ship through the other ship. Yeah, and that would have that been was... an amazing way to send that character off. Instead, they're like, we have here's Holdo, who you don't give a crap about. We introduced an hour ago. But Admiral yeah. Akbar, who you've all been fans of for 30 years, he just got sucked out into space off camera. Yeah. Okay. All right. That was unfortunate. That was very unfortunate. I don't, I don't know. know. So you tell me, what were your biggest pet peeves aside from luke what were you talking the, about the, for me it was chewbacca was just kind of like the old people oh, yeah, kind of like background he yeah. was tossed aside he didn't have much L- to do well my big issue is luke mainly all, everything with luke in the entire movie yeah uh everything he <laughs> the, train, he, uh, the whole background of how he was like oh yeah just, that's stupid almost sense- Nephew? He's like, I sensed evil in Kylo Ren, so I went into his room all crazy like a maniac was going to stab him in his sleep. It's like, that's not, that's kind of out of Luke's character to do, I think. Super. That's but, his sister's son. Wouldn't he, like, go to Leia and be like, let's... Yes! 
Don't you think? <laughs> like again, I was like, wouldn't he go? It's to go over to Han and Leia say, "Hey guys, I got the, we got a problem. I sense a little darkness in your son." It said he's he's standing over him like, Ugh, Ugh, like full of rage, about to kill him. And then they told like three versions of that same backstory. Like, no, this is what happened. No, no, this is what happened. No, no, this is what really happened. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a million little things like that that is and like the whole when when they got to that casino planet, I that's when I was like, this is this a joke? This 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 is worse than anything in those prequels. The the Gungans weren't this cheesy. Yeah, what am I looking at? By the way, what a wasted opportunity because they had Justin Theroux as the Codemaster guy, and I thought we were gonna like. There must be some deleted scene with him in it because the only time we saw the Codemaster dude was at a table. And, oh, and, and things like when they call Maz Kanata, who's in the movie for no reason, and she's in that weird gunfight. Like, you must find a man with a red rose on his – like, that's it? A guy with a red rose? I don't know. Every other scene in that movie just drove me nuts. But it had a lot of cool shit in it too. It's like Phantom Menace. you know. It, yeah. That movie's terrible, and I hate a lot about it. But I can also go through and say, but I like this, like this, like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. So as an, as an outsider, as a Star Wars, like, I, I always like them. I dug it. Me and Mariana dug it. But if I think about it too much, it's not a very well-written movie. And it yeah. it does a lot of those cheap, like, okay, the scene's over. Just assume they got out and got into the Millennial Falcon. Just don't worry about it. They they did it. Or just assume that Ray somehow escaped unseen yeah. and got back to where she – like, they just did a lot of, lot of those – a bunch of those jump cuts. In the theater, Matt, it, it was crazy whenever Luke was standing before all the, the ad-ats and stuff. And they started yeah. firing on him. Whenever they stopped firing and, and Luke was still there, I mean, the, the theaters went crazy. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. I and was, it, then it was a hologram. I was like, "What?" Yeah. Really? See, when he when he walked out there, I was like, the whole See, movie God. was redeemed. The yeah. whole movie, because I said this is going to save the whole movie because he's going to. This is what every fan has dreamed of seeing, and I know you can't have fans write the movie because yeah. that's just your know, fan fictions. But I was like, this is what we've all dreamed of. He's going to go out there and he's going to start throwing ad ads into ad ads with the force, and he's, it's going to be the most unbelievable sequence that we've waited our whole our thirty years to see. And then they just shoot at him, and then he's a hologram, and it's over. Yeah, like that's it. Yeah, and it was just. And more I think about it, the like more annoying I find it. Yep. So let me bring on onslaught from Uncanny X Bros, Mr. Oh, Gabe. How are you, Gabe? What's going on, guys? How's it going? Uh, we're, we're explaining the last. I was listening Jedi. to your last Jedi oh, very okay, quiet. No, I was, I was hearing the whole in. conversation. I, I want to know. I know you sorry. were wanting to talk, Gabe. So I brought <laughs> you I, in. Can I ask Gabe what uh, now that it, now that I've seen it? What were your biggest beefs? Did, did you agree with me? Did I miss something? What's going on? Well, we talked in our secret, secret private chat, and we had mentioned yeah. things that that kind of I think you guys had already brought them up, but you shouldn't have. We talked about how in most Star Wars movies, even though logic goes out the window, things aren't supposed to be illogical, and in this movie, things were very illogical, and they just did not make sense, and you questioned why a lot of things happened, whereas most Star Wars movies, you just enjoy them, you go with the flow, you're like, oh, I could see that happening. This one, you're just constantly, like, nitpicking, like, why did you do this, and why did you get, like, why did you, why did they all just not get off the transport in small (laughs) increments of ships and get either to Canto Bight or some other part of the galaxy and just have the the First Order just destroy an empty ship? Yeah. Yeah. How is it that how is it yeah. that Finn and them were able to get off, go to Cantobot, and then still get back on? 
Like, why not yeah, just no, stay no there? I never saw them leave. And, and, they, and also, like, they were just able to, like, them and Daisy that. Ridley were able <laughs> just to fly into the big ship with no one, no problem. Like, I know they cacked them, but Daisy Ridley literally, the Millennium Falcon flew up next to the big ship, dumped her out in a pod. Why, why didn't they just put a fucking bomb in the Daisy Ridley, <laughs> the Daisy Ridley teleporter <laughs> and blow the ship up? And no one even was had a problem with, guys, the Millennium Falcon just showed up and it's shooting something. It's going to land on our hangar bay. Just let it go. Yeah. Maybe Kylo Ren yeah, was yeah. Her, told him not to. I don't know. And the biggest opportunity that they missed, I don't know if you guys brought it up, was the whole Admiral Akbar thing. Yeah, I did. Okay, he dies off screen. <laughs> Why not have him be the guy in the freaking ship and then at the end tell them on the like the intercom, it's a trap, and then freaking just go right through. I mean, sacrifice himself <laughs> and go right through that freaking supremacy See, or whatever it was. This is where we're yeah. getting into the movie written by the fans, but I'm, it should like it should like if it is I was, a missed opportunity. For if sure. I was somehow put in charge of that, though, I would have been like, I'm going to make a movie that the fans are going to love, and I would have I would have had the scene. It'd been so dumb, but I would have had the scene where they're like. You know, Admiral Ackbar gets in the walkie talk, gets in the microphone to the the uh, uh, Empire Imperial ship, and he goes, he looks right at the camera, and goes, "It's a trap, motherfuckers!" <laughs> and then blows through him. It'd have been if crowd would have gone bananas. I would have loved to have seen that. I would have loved to have seen that. Or, or you have the Imperial officer go, "Oh my God, the ship's aiming at us!" And then the officer goes, "It's a trap!" And then he kills him. It's something. And the thing is, when Ted had just said uh, about being made by the fans, I mean, us, what we're thinking about, it's not a segue, but I just want to show that Infinity War was for the fans, probably made by fans. I'm sure those guys are pretty fans of the uh, of the uh, of the of the comics and stuff like that. So you got that in Infinity War and we got no. I don't even know if Ryan Johnson was even a fan of Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) And I it just get... it just does not make it's just like they shit all over Ray's character, her build up, who she was, how crucial she was. So does that mean that everybody, um, if I they were to that. touch that saber underneath the cave, they would have felt the same thing that she felt like glimpses of Obi-Wan talking or Yoda and all these things. If anyone would have touched that sore, I mean, Luke Saber in well, the cavern where Mus- right? So the yeah, but they're saying that everybody is is could be capable of the force. The way they they kind of and they kind of threw away who she was in this whole movie, like like how important she was. Is I thought the whole point was how is, is there any rumors that J.J. Abrams is undoing? He's yeah. retconning. He's ret retconning. Where uh, they did this in, in the Psycho trilogy, if you ever watched that, where they do something in the first movie and then the second movie undoes it. And then the third movie, they go, no, 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 no. Uh, we're undoing it. It's back to what it originally was. Maybe they'll or, be like, they weren't nothing. They, they just pretended that they were yeah. slave traders. Because in, in the psycho trilogy, getting into the horror in the first movie, Norman Bates, mother, he's dressing up like his mother. And then in the second movie, there's a twist where it's like the woman you thought was your mother. Wasn't really your mother. It was your aunt. And I'm your real mother. And then, and then in the third movie, a lady shows up and says, that woman who showed up in the last movie that says that she's your real mother, she was your aunt, and then your original mother was your real mother. It's the, it's like this weird back and forth. And so yeah. I wonder if they're going to do that in this where they go, yeah, I, I don't know. But again, my biggest problem is Luke. And even Mark Hamill said this, and this sums it up perfectly because he's very openly been trashed in the movie. And they filmed a scene. He finds out Han Solo died, and he has no emotion about it. He's like, whatever. They had a scene, Matt, they filmed, you can watch, where he, he storms back into his, his hut, 
and yeah. sits down at the table and starts bawling over Han Solo. Aww. And they cut it out of the movie. And even Mark Hamill goes, I don't understand. We don't have – there's not enough time to have 30 seconds of Luke crying over Han, but there's enough time to have Luke milking an alien and drinking green. <laughs> that was, oh, that, that was dumb. That <laughs> yeah. was so Mark stupid. Hamill actually said that. He's like, why is there enough time for this? You, you had the option of things to cut out and you cut – yeah. Which, that's now an infamous scene, though. Maybe they were smart, because it is kind of an infamous classic scene for all the wrong reasons. But By the way, I really don't have a problem with Ryan Johnson doing his own trilogy of his own Star Wars movies, where he can make everybody Force-sensitive, everybody have the Force, whatever. But when it comes to the saga films, it should have been on rails as far as, like, they should have just told J.J., look, if you're going to do this, you need to do 7, 8, and 9, the trilogy, finish it up. And then you can go do whatever the hell you want. But just commit to at least three films so that they're cohesive. We've got the Skywalker story. We, you can wrap it up in those three and then show the new generation. But he literally like pissed on Force Awakens, which to me still holds up as one yeah. of my favorite Star Wars films movie. of all time. Mm-hmm. But yet this one like pissed all over it. And now he has to go do damage control and try to fix it in number nine. And I don't get how Disney approved this wrote they approved like the story and all that, but, uh, after, after, after seeing the, the, the solo trailer, you're like, that's what we should have got with the last Jedi. Jedi I think so. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I don't think Disney thinks it is, but the fans are going to deem it as better watch. I think so. Here's the thing. Red letter media said this and I agree. They were talking like it's, it's bizarre because force awakens was clearly created by a committee. They got like a committee of people at Lucasfilm says, we got to make a movie that erases the prequels, the bad taste, recaptures the originals. Ban- they had all these talking points. We got to do this, do this, this, this. And they kind of made a movie that was like a Frankenstein monster of Star Wars, everything Star Wars fans wanted to see. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then they kind of did it again with Rogue One. And then with Last Jedi, they just went and got some guy and gave him full creative control. Said, hey, Ryan Johnson. Just do whatever the fuck you want, and we're not even going to question it and go to a movie. When, they, when he made Force Awakens, it felt like home. As soon as you watch that movie, you're yeah. just like, okay, I'm back in the Star Wars universe. I'm home. But then in Last but, Jedi, you're like, what am I watching? Like, this but, just does not make any sense. But like we said, me and you talked about this before, Gabe. Whenever When it comes to the Force Awakens, to where, to where you know, the the – as a fan, you're like the possibilities in the Star Wars universe. You know, you know they kind of give that to us in the Force Awakens when it comes on, because whenever they shoot that thing, and uh, uh, Kylo kind of freezes it, where it's like, yeah. and, you know, and, and the bullets frozen. That was air. something we'd never seen before, but we that, knew it was that, possible. You're like, holy we, shit! But we yeah. even got it with Qui Gon Jinn whenever he stuck the saber through the door, and we're like, yeah, that's something that we've all thought about. Remember that whenever he sticks the, yeah, the right lightsaber the through the door at the beginning, right off bat, both of those movies give you something that the fans brainstorm about. But the Last Jedi, I mean, we got the milking of an alien, and <laughs> I, I, I don't, I and, don't, and the alien liked it too, which is really weird. That was so bizarre. Man, that man, was so bizarre. more than the Last Jedi. I like the Phantom Menace with Jar Jar Binks more than the Last Jedi. Oh, me, well, people personally. complained about to Force Awakens that it was too. They played it too safe, but I'm I was the complete opposite. I felt like you're bringing me back home. This is the way I felt when I was watching Empire, when I was watching Jedi. This is a New Hope. I felt like I'm at home in this universe, and and Force Awakens kind of just gave it for our child, our children to watch and get hope and be like, oh, this is where it begins. And then 
Last Jedi just shit all over that. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this too, and uh, Sub Z and I were talking about this. Is also Han Solo. Yeah, they killed Han Solo in Force Awakens, but you know what? They didn't ruin his character. Nope, he was he was Han all. Solo to the minute he died. He was the same guy you loved as a kid. He was Han Solo. Well, he also I mean, made even, sense that he died. Like his his death was a huge character pivot for Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah. Kylo, Kylo Ren killed him. It's it's like this is like a thing used in a lot of movies where, like, you want to be. They did it like in God of War, the first God of War game, where you have a guy who who's, who's teetering on becoming an unstoppable killing machine, but there's like just one little thing, like his his humanity is holding him back, and his humanity is based around a person. So it's like they're like the only thing right. holding you back is you still love your father. So if you could get rid of him, you'll be unstoppable. So he yeah. killed Han Solo, and that's in God of War but, One. The only thing holding Kratos back was his wife and daughter. But so we Aaron, got he had to oh, kill him. But but we got Han Solo though. You know when when you think of Harrison Ford, right? Of all the films that he does, the way that he talks is Han Solo. It's kind of a whispery voice, kind of a yeah. talk voice. He in all the movies that he's done. Even though it's his voice just talking, Han Solo's voice is different than any Harrison Ford. You know what I mean? His is you, you know what I'm saying? Like his eye, the way he does his eyebrows to you know whenever he's talking to land, you know, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? We we got that with him, but Luke, it just felt like I don't know, a waste of everything. So, so you guys talk about Avengers. Yeah, yeah, Matt, you, you're not going to be disappointed, man. It's really no. I'm seeing it Sunday, so uh, really good. I, it's so hard. Just stay people, off of social media, Matt, as yeah. much as possible. Facebook's the worst because people would be like, this is going to be a spoiler post, but they don't know but, it. Like, and then they it put three, still three shows. spaces between it and write it. Well, no, but then they – but the comments always show, right? The latest Yeah, comments. that's why I told you to leave my group just for at least a week because of that. I just Everyone's doing it. Like, don't, yeah. don't read this comment saying, like, I can't not. i got to, like, cover my eyes and scroll down. Yeah. Anyways, I'm looking forward to it. You guys have fun. Uh, yeah. See right. you, Matt. See you, Matt. Matt. Matt, Matt, are you officially hung up? Yes. Okay, are you hung up? Bye, four. <laughs> no, no, okay. I'm... Okay, he's gone. All right, he's, he's gone. gone. So, spoilers. We're going to say spoilers. Gabe, what is the word? Spoilers. Ted, what's the word? Spoilers. So, everybody listening, this is probably the biggest spoil. This movie, I think you could spoil more than any movie I've ever seen, ever. Where like so we're, I'm talking, we're like, warning seen, you guys now. Spoilers. I've never spoilers. seen a movie that that I did not expect to happen. What happened? Spoilers. And I was like, I can't fucking believe what I'm watching. <laughs> I can't. And I was, dude. You, you, Ted. You know I'm the biggest spoilers. Marvel dick writer out there. So the fact that I'm hearing all this from you, dude, just brings, just, just. Oh God, it. I just feel so uh, good, man. Can we, I just like, I'm, gonna, so I'm good. gonna jump. I, I just want to say wait, something. Wait, wait. Well, I just want to say one thing about this movie. But when that spo- spoiling anything, when the credits came up, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Freeman mommy was like, "What?" And that's yeah. yes, the perfect ending to a movie. Bam. And then everybody was like, "It was like a funeral for most theaters," it where it was like, "What did oh, I just shit. see?" And then I was just like inside, it giddy like a schoolgirl. So I, the theater I was in, I was the credits. I, this movie. This I walked out of this movie feeling uh, like you know me. I like the Marvel movies, but I'm a casual Marvel viewer. And I said hey, the best I thing I can say about this movie is it's made me go back and re. I have rewatched Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider Man, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, and I'm planning on rewatching Age of Ultron and Doctor Strange. It's made me want to go and watch the old movies. Um, okay, after watching it, do does your 
your favorites from from Iron Man up to this point has the not a list, but where you prioritize as far as moving certain. I've noticed that too. When I wa- after I watched Infinity War, certain movies jumped right over others as far as which ones I think are better than others and which ones are a little bit more impactful because of Infinity War. Like the Thor movies, to me, they just move up a notch just because yeah. of this movie. This is sort of the Guardians. far and away the, my favorite Marvel movie. But, but, but each character with their own movie, we're, we got so much of their each individual movie during their parts. It's nuts. Like Guardians was spot on. Thor was spot on. You, you know what I mean? Spider-Man, spot on. Spot and on. it's crazy how they just nailed each one of the Boy, characters. They have 40, there's to 45 their characters, and somehow they're all perfectly balanced and have shit to do. And yeah, it's. it's it's a, it's a. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even joking. I, I don't. I, it, it takes I a lot for me to be giddy about a movie. But I was listening to a guy last night, and I was like, I kind of agree. He was actually saying like, this movie deserves an Academy Award. And he said, I'm not kidding. And I said, I'll tell you why. I can see they, that. Yeah. They have 45 fucking characters in this thing, all perfectly balanced. They all have screen time. The movie is like the funniest Marvel movie. It makes you you can't believe. I mean, it. Everything about this movie was like. Jacqueline. It was like it brings the, all the emotions out a movie should. It makes you like you're terrified, you're 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 laughing, you're scared, you're just like what the hell? You're like punched in the gut. It was like it's the just, return of the king of superhero movies. The first yeah. five minutes, you're punched <laughs> in the gut. Like yeah. what the? Oh yeah, what just yeah. happened? Okay, yeah. let, let's go back. And real quick. Like, how did you guys see? It? Like, when did don't, you see? Don't tweet during the movie. <laughs> yeah, when did I, you guys see? It? I saw it okay. like noon Friday because I was using my movie pass and you can't pre-order tickets. So I went to the only screening I could get into, and I was still at in the second row because the theater was sold out. I saw it seven o'clock on Thursday, the first okay, show. Me and me and Sean saw it at the same time. But when you were when you when you got out, Sean, I was just going in. So when I saw your 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 Facebook post about saying Avengers. Wow. I was like, Oh great. I was like, I hope that's good. I don't know. I hope that's not like, wow, it sucks or wow. I, I had just saw out. the credit. The credits had just popped up when I was put. Wow. And I was wow. just in the theater right when it was at, cause we're like on a three hour difference. So when you were going in, I was, when you were coming out, I was going in. Yeah. Because when I type, wow, you know, everybody that sees in the theater, when you get to the end, uh, and hopefully everybody's listening has already seen it. You know, there's that, there's that, there 30 seconds of confusion where the crowd doesn't know what to like, say. What? Like I said, I was like, it was so quiet. Tommy was like, what? And you heard in the back, huh? And you heard people, yeah. <laughs> 30 seconds before people are wild. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think casual fans were like, what did I just see? I think comic book fans were like, fuck yeah. And I just think, it, you just had a mix of emotions at the end of the movie. But so. they all come full circle to wow. I said to Gabe, and there's a guy named Angry Joe I watch on YouTube, and he said this too. He, I said, no joke, and we'll get into why. It, it's like There's got to be some reports of little kids that are like eight years old that running out of the theater screaming. Wearing their Spider-Man There mask. has got to be. because I, I, Can I just say what the big spoiler is and what, how yeah. my reaction was, Just and we'll get into it. I went into this movie going, we know somebody's got to die in this. This is like the big finale. Someone's got to die. I was like, okay. And I was even talking to people. I says, I, I think like they're, they're going to kill like Loki and Loki. they're going to kill like War Machine or, the, or maybe Captain America probably. What, whatever. I just said they're going to kill somebody. It's going to be whatever. And I go into the movie. 
you walk out of the movie and no shit. You want to let's, let's let's here's who dies in this fucking movie: Black Panther dead, Spider Man dead, uh, Peter Peter Quill Star Lord dead, Gamora dead, Drax dead, Groot dead, Doctor Strange dead, Loki dead, Idris Elba dead. I'm Dill. Yeah. Uh, who the hell else? Uh, 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 um, um, uh, Vision dead. Scarlet Witch dead. They fucking kill Groot. everybody. Like six, six of it. The only people that are alive, and you're you're watching. It's like the, it's like watching the purge. Everybody's just dying. And the only people that live are Iron Man, Thor, the Hulk, War Machine. Uh, it's the core Avengers that pretty much live. Yes, it's the uh, first Captain five. America, it's from Avengers one. It's the one. It's Thor, Hulk, Cap, Iron Man, it's like Black the Widow. Those are the, the original five. It's like the yeah. rat. Yeah. But and, what, pe- one, and one, a lot of people are speculating that the reason why they live is because their contracts will basically be up by the end of Phase Four. So they pretty much want for them to send off and usher in the new generation. But they need their last film to pretty much. Finish their arc, whether it be yeah. Tony, Cap. So whether they they themselves sacrifice to bring in the new generation, because here I'm going to give you guys a little quick. It's it might. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen, but I'm going to give you a little uh, oh, comic no, talk. Ra- Ra- Rocket Raccoon lives too. He's the only Guardian yeah. of the Galaxy that lives. Yeah. In the comic book, when when Thanos does the snapping of the finger, a lot of the people that disappear, they disappear into the Soul Stone, which is like a limbo. So I really think the only ones that are technically dead, and the Russo brothers yeah. have been very clear that whoever's dead is not coming back. I really think it's going to be Gamora, Heimdall, Loki, and possibly Vision. If Vision does come back, they're going to bring him back where he doesn't recognize Scarlet Witch, and that'll be more of a uh, that'll just be more of a emotional thing, like right. where he's back, but he's he's pretty much all well, robot. I'm sad no about this Gamora, Gamora well, thing because it kind of it fucks up the Guardians of the Galaxy. And I like Gamora, so I'm kind of hoping that being she's Thanos' daughter, he'll be like, ah, I fucking you know, I love they, her. I'm they, bring her they could just bring them well, all well, back well, by reversing time. I mean, they, yeah, they use a time stone. And, and what, what, that means somebody that has to possess the gauntlet besides Thanos, and he's. I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, one thing I did want to mention uh, uh, during the desk. One thing that I think the 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 whole Marvel universe has captured in Disney that uh, that they do that no other movie does is is they've captured the art of sound like uh, with dr strange the portal the way the mm-hmm. portals sound and the way that whenever they were dying the ash sounded yeah. you, you could almost taste and feel that sound am i making any sense like when you see the yeah. portal once the way whatever they're doing to make that sound it's a it's a sparkly burny sound it's amazing yeah. just and like you even whenever felt they were withering so away whenever they were, were withering away they, they've mastered the art of sound somehow. Oh, Nick, Nick Fury dead. Winter Soldier dead. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's dead, dead too. Well, let's go back real quick to the beginning. How, yep. dude? What wasn't it when it first showed the entrance of all the? It's like the opening crawl they have. Wasn't it awesome that it was completely silent? And when you see Marvel Studios, you hear the transmission of the – dude, that right there caught me. When you're hearing the transmission of the ship getting destroyed and you can hear them trying to uh, pretty much try to get an SOS out there, just that was so ominous and creepy. 
and you can hear the other ships being taken out by the sanctuary. Just that alone, because usually they'll show, they'll play the big Avengers wait song. A minute. This, wait a minute, whoa, 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 wait, did you say, is Thanos' sh- is Thanos' ship called the Sanctuary? Sanctuary 2, yes, where okay, he was wait, at. Whoa, 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 whoa. So you're telling me Negan and Thanos both have places called the Sanctuary, yes. and they both take 50%, and they both think they save people. They literally both say, I save people. I've, we told that in our secret chat that I never, Negan what? and Thanos are the same guy. So, ne- but, so Walking Dead, I assume Thanos is, predates the Walking Dead comic. I yeah, assume. I think he did. So yeah, oh, Negan for sure. is essentially sure. a massive Thanos ripoff? Ripoff, yes. Because that's a little too coincidental that he literally wow. says – Thanos literally says, I save people, and well, 50, half, of, half of your shit's mine. He says all that stuff. In Guardians 1, when you see him sitting on the throne when Ronan goes to talk to him, and they show what the name of that planet or wherever he's – it's called Sanctuary. Well, Sanctuary 2 is the actual ship that you see at the end of Thor Ragnarok and the beginning that they're on in um, Infinity War. I want to get a T-shirt right. of Thanos standing there with Negan leaning up against him, and it just says, we save people. <laughs> what, well, one thing I want to say about this, speaking of the beginning, Gabe, you've posted – a thousand pictures of Thanos, right? Yes. Uh, the buildup <laughs> on your feed has been no. has been remarkable. But 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 after seeing the trailers and after seeing all, all the videos that you posted, one thing that was on my mind was this guy looks like a cartoon. It kind of looks cheesy to me, right? Not the buildup. When I went to the theater and you see this on the screen, he has done so well. The, the the crisp of his voice, the bass, the mature, the, the <laughs> niceness. Who, who does his voice? Josh, Josh Brolin. Brolin, who's also in Deadpool in like four weeks. So he's having quite a it's month. The older brother from Goonies. He's also Jonah Hex right, in yeah, the DC yeah. movie, yeah. That, the, the voice and the acting of the animation. I mean, I mean they have, ma- they have mastered I, I really think this is Academy Award material. But then I said, you know, like I said, I, I was like, yeah, kind of, Gabe kind of looks cheesy in my mind. Yeah, I, was you know like, what? I don't know. But, dude, most amazing. I mean, it was like Jungle Book, the yeah. Jungle Book type animation. Oh, I yeah. Told Gabe, yeah. I, I told Gabe this. I thought, uh, and, I mean, not to rip on the Justice League because I did enjoy the movie and though it was terrible. But, I, but it is a thing where you look at they both had a computer generated villain. And everybody kind of laughed about the villain in Steppenwolf looked so fake that he looked like a video game cutscene. The whole movie it was like distracting how bad it looked. And I'm not even like kidding. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm dumb. I seriously thought watching uh, Infinity War, I thought that Thanos was Josh Brolin like in a big bodysuit. That's how realistic it looked. And then I found out after the movie, they're like he was completely CGI. I swear, I thought. Yeah, the but whole he was movie- mocapped CGI. Where a lot of I don't even know if if uh, Stefan Wolf was mocapped. I think he was just straight up hand animated. Yeah, like a video game. Yeah, it looks straight up like a video game because they show a behind the scenes and you see Josh Brolin carrying this gigantic thing on his on on his head and on his shoulders. Yeah. When he's talking to um, when he's talking to Loki. Because they show they show a quick behind the scenes. So and he's got all those dots all over his face. So yeah. I think it was yeah. more motion captured than it was just straight up CGI animated. Well, so, I, I thought it was I thought it was Josh Brolin is wearing like a big padded suit with a bunch of prosthetics. So I really one thing did. with Thanos that that, that 
I, I don't know if I just like bad guys or what, but you know, it seemed like he he, he was a. He, like he had rules, almost like Negan. Like, like, like he was real proper. He's, he was he's, real he's gentle. Negan exactly. He's Negan exactly. Yeah, but, but he does he, have he's rules. Very, he's not just a straight up, straight up bad guy for just like just talking to being a bad hey, guy. When he was talking to the little one, you know, and and he was real proper and likable. He was for me. He was very, very likable in the movie. The acting, the the tone. I mean. I love you, hearing you, all this. You know what I mean? Keep it, keep it, keep it going. <laughs> but, but, I mean, do you, do you know what I'm saying? I mean, he, oh, he was, I know what you're saying. Yeah. He was very likable. I he love there's a reason why like he's been my all time favorite villain. But he's, but he didn't seem like a villain because he was, he was so gentle. He seemed like everything. Negan. He was not as cra- like Negan's a guy that you'll talk to and out of nowhere he'll pull a knife out and, and gut you. Uh, Thanos was more. Uh, gentler than Negan, you know, it's like he wants to destroy half the galaxy, but he's like, he's kind of, a, he's kind of an okay guy. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's weird. It's like, there's a scene in there where he, perfection, his daughter, perfection. And, and, and spoiler, he chucks Gamora off a cliff. He kills his own daughter and you see poor Gamora fall and splat. You literally see her splatted on the concrete, but you can tell he really, he's really broken up about doing it. You know, he loved, and I he, love he how she it. thought that he had lost, and he's th- and and then Red Skull's like he's not weeping for you. <laughs> yeah, Wait, and Red like, Skull. Oh my Red god! Skull. And Red Skull, I didn't realize this is uh, the gay guy from The Walking Dead, yeah, right? It's Aaron, Robert yeah. Marquand, yeah, Richard Ross, Mar- Marquand, yeah. Ross, Ross Marquand, yeah. who I think that's, they brought that's him in. three people in the Marvel universe, right? So I, I think they brought him in because. Yeah. Hugo Weaving didn't come back, so they went and got him because he's such a good impressionist. And so probably- Hugo Weaving felt very Hugo Weaving Michael came out, he felt and, very uh, uncomfortable denied. playing a Hitler-like character in First Avenger. He felt very uncomfortable playing Red Skull because of the tone of him being close to Hitler, and I guess it really bothered him, so I think he pretty much turned down reprising the role of Red Skull. Well, that's they. That's why I think they just got a guy that they're like, can you? They called him up, like, you do good impressions. Can you do a Hugo Weaving? And he did it. They're like, ah, right. Put the makeup on. Then no one will know. So whatever. So yeah. So as far as Thanos, um, they've they mentioned from the beginning that this was going to be his movie. That's why at the end it said it didn't say Avengers will return. It said Thanos will return. So they're not. They said that the next one's going to be bigger and better than this one. I don't know how, but it's it's not going to be cheapened. Where like, oh, we'll just reverse time and hey, they're all back and let's just defeat Thanos. Yeah. So I think there's going to be a lot Captain more Marvel to it than Marvel's going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're going to find out where she's been at. Tony yeah. Stark is also left at the end of the movie. He's literally alone, and his Iron Man suit is destroyed, and he's a shipwrecked on a completely other planet by himself. When Tony Stark like the got, movie is- when Tony Stark got stabbed, did you guys all thought for that moment that he was gonna die? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I thought he was. Yeah, I thought that yeah. was the big one we were waiting for because it was close to the end of the movie. Yeah. So, do you know what happens, Gabe? I don't want to know, but do you know what happens? No, because in the comics. I, I well, no, because you've got the comics from 1991, which is called Infinity Gauntlet, but half of the characters in that comic weren't allowed to be in this because of the whole. Uh, Fox, Sony thing. Like, there's Mephisto, the Silver Surfer, Adam Warlock. All those characters played a big part in the Infinity Gauntlet comic book, and currently they don't exist in the MCU. So, 
I think what they did, they took a little bit of the old, they took a little bit of the new, and then they made their own story in between. I'm curious. So you're going to see a tribute story, but they're also going to put their own flavor on it. I'm curious as to how they're going to uh, conclude the story because in the comics, Nebula was able to get the gauntlet. So I wonder if they're going to do that. Me too because – Hello? Hello? Yeah, call went dead for a second. Hello? Hello, Gabe. Gabe! Thanos he is in, uh, Thanos he's in the desert him. near the nuclear uh, test sites. They're trying giant, giant iguanas ripping his house apart right now. Sorry, guys. Big Gila monsters. Oh, there you, there you are. Giant radioactive uh, ants. What were you saying before you got cut off? No, I, I was saying that Nebula was she didn't she didn't um, cease to exist. So, there, I mean, you might have something there, Tiger, that she might be the one that because in the story at the end of the Infinity Gauntlet, she's the one that does remove the gauntlet from him. Um, but I, I don't think you saw how hard it was for three other heroes to get that thing off. Yeah. I don't think Nebula is just going to be the one to come. Oh, by the way, let me just rip this and thing. Star Lord had to ruin it for everybody. Yeah, that, I'd say that's the only thing in the movie that bothers me, and it, but it's I was supposed to is that Star Lord fucked it all up, and I love Star Lord. So it was kind of like they they almost had the gauntlet off, and Star Lord's temper got a hold of him, and he messed it all up. It's like, ugh. But how like how like, spot on was Star Lord though? Like, go ahead, like, spot on. Doctor Strange said though. I mean, I, I'm kind of like, well, I don't think it made any difference because he's like. I've seen the future. There's 14 million possibilities, and we only win one of them. So you're like, well, at the end of the day, Star-Lord's, what he did, probably didn't change the outcome. He, got, he was going to get the gauntlet back or something. I but mean, just think about it. He had to kill his father. His mom died from his father. Yeah. The only person he had left was his woman, who had fallen in love with, this, and and he just found out that she had died. So it was just it was just a... It was just rage coming out of him where yeah. he didn't probably knew what he was doing. He was just pissed off at this guy that killed his own daughter. And, 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 and I, 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 I kind of – I get it. But at the same time, you're like, dude, you fucked everything up. Yeah. But one thing I liked about Thanos is he doesn't just blindly kill people. You know, like he could have killed a lot of these Avengers. But he like there's a part where he's face-to-face with, with, with Star-Lord and he just goes – He's basically like, I like you. He's like, you're dating my daughter, huh? And he's he kind of treats him like he's a son. I was like, you're dating my daughter. He's like, yeah, I like you. You're 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 a good guy. And he just leaves and he doesn't kill him. And he does that several times in the movie where he's just like, yeah. And like the speech he gives to Iron Man before he, he thinks he's going to kill him, where he's like, you're really brave. I I hope when this is all over, I hope people remember you. You know, like he says, you do. Yeah, and he never once that. wants to get rid of just the heroes that can pretty much take him down. He's just like I'm. He's like I'm bringing balance to the universe. If you're one of the ones that survive, good for you. If you're not, oh, I mean, oh well. Like he doesn't care if Thor survived. He didn't care if Banner survived. Yeah. He just he wanted to bring balance. So I think he thinks he's he's basically stronger than all of them, and whatever comes his way, he'll he'll just deal with it. So. I, I just think it's not a coincidence that all the five core Avengers were the ones that survived. So, so, so who was his co-pilot? Thanos is the the guy that kind of had this. Oh, that's a whole other thing. Okay, they're all called the Black Order, and they came out in a later comic book. Um, he was powerful. Yeah, he he's like he was like his general. And then the other one, the Corvus Glaive and Proxima Midnight. Corvus Glaive was the one with the staff. 
and with the hood, and then Proxima Midnight was the female character. With well, the in horns. the comic books, yeah, in the comic books, Corvus and Proxima are married, and apparently, if they go with the comic books, Corvus Glaive can't die. As long as the staff is within reach of him or nearby, he'll he could pretty much regenerate. So the fact that he was killed by his own staff, I wonder if they they did that on purpose so that he can come back. Mm-hmm. And also with Ebony Maw being sucked out of space, I wonder if he had enough power to get him back to the sanctuary. So that we could still have yeah. some of the Black Order alive. Right. That's could be. So it, it's a possibility. I think well, look at Star-Lord was out in space for a while, and he, he, he eventually – they got to him, but he was out there by himself as well. Yeah, so you got to remember that he's an alien, remember? He was, yeah, he was I watched Guardians of the Galaxy deal. 1 again, and yeah, he's, he's – at the end, he holds the Infinity Stone. And they're like, how did you do it? And they're like, it turns out you're, he's, half, he's half Kurt Russell. But, but how <laughs> awesome – I mean it was almost like we got a complete Guardians movie, a complete Black Panthers movie. I, I, dude, I, I really, I really, I have not seen Black Panther. That's the only one I've not seen. That and Ant Man. Uh, You'll actually but, enjoy Black Panther in his own movie, Sean. That I, you will in this. My movie. kids, they kind of just loved. Really loved Black yeah, they kind of. Am I am I wrong in loved saying at it. the end when they get to Wakanda, you don't see Black Panther do much? Like they're charging into battle, but they focus on like like Captain America. And I was sort of going, why are they? Sh-? They never really show him fighting much. He's there, but they never really make him the focus at any time. Loved that movie, and they I thought, especially after they said everything about Black Panther, they loved. Wouldn't you have thought after the success of Black Panther, they would have said, "Get some more uh, shots of Black Panther kicking some ass and put him in there, or something?" But I mean, he's kind of, he, it does feel like Black, even though the last thirty minutes of the movie's in Wakanda, the Black Panther was was it or in, in was not really ever a focal point of any of the fighting because maybe because there was so many damn characters running around. Because you have, I mean, all the Avengers except for like a few of them are in this one battle. But right. yeah, and when, I, when, thing, when uh, Black Panther ended, the first time, it, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Tiger. Uh, what do you got? What do you guys think of Peter Dinklage's role in the movie? I thought it was genius. I, oh, I liked it. I actually, yeah, liked so it. everybody I assumed he was, was a giant be dwarf, a giant dwarf, troll, and he ended up being a giant, a giant dwarf. So that was pr- that. Yeah, that was pretty genius. Um, but basically, and the it, comedy it, with him was good. It was a very serious part, but it, there was comedy there that I liked. I remember laughing. There was some part uh, where he said something. And I remember everybody laughing. But every scene had a purpose. That's, you realize that in order for him to make that weapon, that he, I mean, he had they had to restart the star, and they showed why the place was deserted. They explained that all his other dwarves were killed. Thanos basically said, you're my maker. So that's why he did what he did to his hands. So to me, bullet. it was like, Eugene, you're my bullet maker. <laughs> yeah, it's more and the, more like Negan. More yeah, like he was Negan. the guy that made the original hammer. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't he made the gauntlet as well? Yes, he yeah, did. Yeah, he did. Because yeah, they show the prototype right there sitting on the, uh, sitting on one of the tables. Like, and, a, like and, the mold that yeah, they used for that. Yeah, and another thing is the new weapon that he created, the Stormbreaker. I, Breaker, I read yeah. somewhere that that is uh, Beta Bay Rills. Beta, Beta Bay Rill, Will. Oh, I can't Be- Beta Ray. Beta, Beta Ray, Ray Bills. Bill's weapon. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. No well, when, in the comic books, he becomes unworthy Thor, and that's when he possesses the, the Stormbreaker. So. It's, ki- it's kind of funny that Thor. Uh, 
basically just is he just going to grow his hair back? And remember at the end of the last Thor, they're like, he lost his eye, he lost his hair, he lost his weapon, and then this movie, he gets his, he gets a, a replacement weapon, and then Rocket Raccoon's like, hey, I've got this uh, robot eye, and he sticks the eye in and gets his eye back. It's like they're just turning him back into, and I'm sure by the next movie, he'll just have his long hair back and be like, well, my hair grew back. He's like, you should have cleaned that because I had fished it out of my ass. <laughs> and yeah. they, they, they like cut to that. I was happy to see him get his, get a second eye back because I, I, I didn't like eye patch Thor for some I reason. Did, yeah, either did I. But um, yeah, but basically at the end of the movie, it just walked through what, what, what I was feeling with all that happened as you're leading up to it. And I remember the whole time leading into the end, I was thinking, I don't know why, but in my mind, you're watching the whole movie going, they're going to stop him. He's not going to get them all. And then at the end, when they killed, uh, she blew up Vision. I really thought, like, well, I, I guess that's it. He's just going to have five of them. I, it just didn't occur to me that he was going to win because um, Thanos wins, and that's the big shock. And he just walks up and just rewinds time and brings Vision back, and then rips his forehead out of him and sticks the thing in. And uh, uh, Thor jumps in with his axe and hits him in the chest. And Thanos says, like, you should have aimed for my head. And he snaps. And they set up earlier in the movie that he can wipe out half. He wants to wipe out half the universe because the other half will flourish. Now, if you kill that's why it'll bring balance. Yeah. Half the people die. The other half will have enough food. So he has some weird cause in his head that makes sense to him. And then when he snaps, it cuts to this weird vision of him in this sort of void. And he sees Gamora as a little girl. And I thought it was well done. And she's like, did you do it? He's like, yes. And it was, it, you feel like he feels a little regret or like he can't believe he actually did it. And then it comes back and all the Avengers are standing around and it's all quiet. And suddenly, like out of nowhere, the Winter Soldier just starts turning to dust and crumbles, like kind of disturbingly just falls apart to the ground. And everybody's like, oh, my God. And I was like, oh, shit, the Winter Soldier died. Then suddenly it's like, wait, what the fuck? Dra- Drax. And suddenly he starts breaking <laughs> apart. And then it's just like ten minutes sad montage. It's really kind of sad montage. And then it culminated with Peter, Peter and you're Parker. like, oh my god, really? They're just all breaking apart. And they show I always call her Michonne because I don't know her character's name, but Michonne and uh, uh, the Black Panther. And you're like, one of them's going to get it, and you're like, it's going to be Michonne. That suddenly the Black Panther starts falling apart. And then I think the most shocking was when to me was Black Panther, but secondly was definitely Star Lord. I was like, Star Lord, he starts breaking apart and. They're blowing away. And then the sad ending that everybody's already – it's already kind of become a meme is, you know, they set up that Iron Man's trying to protect Peter Parker and he feels responsible for him and doesn't want him to get hurt. And at the end, he's like, Mr. Stark, I don't feel well. And and Tony Stark realizes what's happening and he starts disintegrating. And he's like, I don't want to go, Mr. Stark. I don't want to go. And he's crying. And Mr. Stark – Tony's like hugging him because all he can do is comfort him while he dies. And it's it's really genuinely very sad. Yeah, that was pretty impactful right there. And then Tony's so good. Left, Tony's left just sitting by himself. He had to, he watched Mantis. He watched Sp- uh, Doctor Strange. He watched Spider Man, Drax. He watched and Star Lord. He watched all of them just slowly die. And he's just left shipwrecked on this other planet, basically crying at the end of the movie. And you think, and then it has. Most movies, you know, will have some sort of thread of hope at the end. Like, you think, what's going to lead to hope? This movie just dead silent, the credits start rolling. And you're just, what? 
It's not, oh, like yeah. it, it's not like Empire Strikes Back where there's there's hope for oh, a better day or you know shows up. Yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah. That's, but it's just it's the ending is just so abrupt where everyone's dead. Credits they, roll. Then they kill just, more. But but here, here's my question. You, you know, I think you you nailed it perfect, Gabe. Once you saw it, you said that uh, to superhero movies, this is the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Or, for, or for me, return oh, the Je- or for me, return of the Jedi. Can they top this? They, oh man! <laughs> I mean, they, they, you know what? I, there's, the trial, next one. there's the life trials right there. Can they top this? Here's the thing: is I personally don't think Thanos will die in the next one, and the reason why I say that is because you always are going to need a Thanos level threat. And the problem is, is that you can't go back to an MCU and show, like, your villain of the week characters anymore. I mean, he set the bar pretty high with this movie. So something's going to have to happen where either he's trapped and, like, he gets trapped forever in Ooh. what they think in something. Like they did in Infinity where they just trap him, where his son traps him. Or something's going to happen where he's still around, where that lumina- where he's just looming, that the, the, the threat's still there. But that the universe somehow healed, so he'll pretty much be almost like Negan as well. Where, like, people are going to be upset, like, "Well, why didn't you kill him?" Or why this and that? Because personally, I think Thanos, if he died, I don't think it would be that much of a big deal for him because he's like he said, he's tired. He's been doing this for so long. He's been trying to figure this out for so long. And at the end, and I think the best thing you could he's looking yeah. at the sunset at the end, like he's like, "God, I finally did it." Yeah, and I think the best thing that they you you can't do for him is to kill him, because then in in a way he's also one. Because then he's thinking, okay, well, then I can just be with my daughter, or because the the madness will kick in, and I really think we're going to get something where the gauntlet with so much power is going to start turning him into a madman, where he will maybe manipulate it to bring certain things in time back, or something's going to happen where he's yeah. just it's going to start to poison his mind because. Having so much power, when Loki said you're you'll never be a god, well, I think we're going to get him being poisoned by the Infinity Gauntlet, where he's going to do things probably that he shouldn't be doing with it, as far as power. He's not just going to sit in a farmhouse but, and just look at the sunset all the time. But it's not often that we see it. I, I think uh, "To Live and Die in L.A." was the name of the movie that I, that I'm thinking about. Uh, the Skeleton Key. I don't, do you remember that movie? Yeah, with Kate Hudson. Yeah. With yeah. Kate Hudson, and in the end, you know, the, the elderly people win, and then, you know, the the bad guy wins. I think to live and die in L.A. No, what was it? The Crying Game? No. Some movie where the bad guy won, but like the skeleton key, but not very often the bad guy wins in the end. So, yeah. Dude, I, 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 dude, I absolutely love this movie. And, and, you know, and I talk about, you know, sometimes the politics of Marvel movies – uh, makes me less interested. I go see the movies and I enjoy them, but I can't tell you what I saw at the end. Just like with Transformers, but this movie was an easy watch. It was uh, I was totally on board at the end of the movie. I talked about it. I'm still telling people at work to go see it. Yeah. Well, you really uh, appreciate so they, what like they, they accomplished the po- in those ten like years they took the after politics this movie. out. Like they took all the politics out and just made a good movie. It was for me simple, easy watch, and amazing. Dude, I, I love this movie. I love Where the ending. It, I mean, it bog, the I'm ending not a comic my mind. guy. I, I love this yeah. movie. 
Where do you guys rank Thanos now as a villain compared to like the iconic villains we have, the Joker, the Vaders, the Leatherface, the Jasons? Let's what? Is, one, he up, let's is he up there now let's just in one, one movie? movie? I, I know well, you want me well, to say game. Debate, wait, No, 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 no. no. I, don't, no I, don't watch, I know what I know in my heart what I think, but it's not a matter of I what I think. I just want you guys to – I want to know if did he do his job as far as, oh, yeah. as showing his presence and stuff. Like he's, he's yeah. that, That's a bad motherfucker. Two of the biggest villains I think in cinema has been ranked as Darth Vader, one, and two is is portrayed from the real guy, Amon Goeth and Schindler's List. But this guy, you know, Thanos was, I mean, he was up there, man. You know, and like I said, the two that I mentioned, one is portrayed from a real character in the Holocaust, uh, and the other is uh, Darth Vader. You don't think Killmonger is is on that list? I'm... (laughs) No way. He was terrible. I like Killmonger. I thought Killmonger was great. I didn't like Killmonger. You know, somebody we got to get back, Gabe, is – and, you know, whenever I watch The Walking Dead now – I like Killmonger. Uh, I like Killmonger ide- – I like villains that have these ideologies like Thanos has and Negan has and Jigsaw and Killmonger where they have a crazy ideology. But if you just hear them out, you're kind of like, eh, I see your point. You're going about it wrong, but I see your point. I didn't like yeah. how Killmonger basically went from point A – to point Z, like in in a matter of time, like he was in a museum at the beginning of the movie taking yeah. something, and then by the end of the thing, he was the king of Wakanda. He was like a, hipster, a matter of hipster looking. Yeah, hipster. and I'm like, uh, okay, but Sean, hey, you really got to see Black Panther. I yeah, like, I, I want to like see it. I, but what I was gonna say, Gabe, you're on this episode, but, but a guest that we had on here, and a lot of times I watch The Walking. You watch The Walking Dead now, and then they'll have a thing about uh, like like fear coming out, and they'll have a quote from ComicBook.com, right? And Brandon Davis, which which is was here on ZombieCast, do you remember him, Ted? Yes, was I do. he's everywhere now. Like he was with The Rock the other day for Rampage, and he was with The Rock. He was down uh, on set for Jumanji, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, he was on set there, but uh, he was wearing the glove. He had the glove the other day. Yeah, uh, Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. From the movie, and he was on the okay. set, but he was with. He took a picture of all the Avengers. All the Avengers right there in front of him. All, all 40-some of them right there. <laughs> all 40 but, but, Brandon, but Brandon B.D. Davis is a fucking known name now. You know, and, and he was here on Zombie. Why, why, let's see if we can get him on next week when uh, Matt watches the movie. Yeah, to talk for a minute. Cause he, he does, yeah, at uh, least to give us a – yeah, He does after the little... dead live broadcast. But, but he's – dude, he's every – he gives the And all... he's raving about Avengers Infinity War too. if you want, follow him on Twitter. Yeah, so maybe we can get him on. So, but I think uh, yeah. com is like almost 10 million followers now, though. So I'm sure he gets passed wherever. We're, we're running out of time, so I want to give my prediction for the next movie. Okay. Tell me Go if ahead. you think this is going to happen. Okay. Wait. You have Iron Take Man. Take off live if you have to, Tiger. You have I- Iron off. Man and Thanos are going to be face-to-face, and Thanos is about to beat Iron Man to death, and Iron Man's going to be like, this is not the way we got to work together. Peter Parker would have wanted us to work together. And Thanos is going to lower his fist, and then Iron Man's going to go, and cut his throat. And then he's going to fall down, and he's going to look over at uh, Captain America and go, save him. And then Scarlett Johansson's going to be like, no, he killed Falcon. (laughs) He killed Falcon. And then they're going to patch him up, and then at the end of the movie, it's going to be Civil War II, where all of them are going to be sitting around going, we gotta, we gotta do something about Iron Man. He's gone crazy, 
Is this what's going to, and then there's going to be a, Thanos is going to be put in a cell. And then in the next movie, he's going to have this long beard. Is this what's going to happen? Oh my God, dude, you nailed it. <laughs> you yeah. nailed it. Nailed it? Yeah, sound- you nailed it. I, I really think you need to like do a, a, a live video, explain that, and then put it all around Twitter. Make Scarlett sure Johansson. that everyone Falcon! hears that that revelation. I really Falcon think that's going to happen. Yeah, Falcon's one of the ones who died. She killed Black Panther and Falcon and basically everybody <laughs> except for like four of us. What is the guy from Saturday Night Live? Falcor? What was that? Do you remember that? <laughs> no, who was the guy that, that had the, the Hulk on his arm? Oh, the Falconer. <laughs> yeah, the Falconer. Falconer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So is this your so Ted is this your favorite of the Marvel movies? Oh, by a mile, yeah. You, Sean? It, it was, and, and I think one thing that I really liked in it was that it had a lot of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, but it had the true chemistry, the true comedy, the true everything from everything. Like I said, from Thor to what, what, whatever, whoever you were looking at, you were getting one hundred percent there. Yeah. Yeah. And how brilliant was it when they I put in like the it. spinner song with the rubber band man when they were all singing in the thing? You just like, oh man, I'm in the Guardians universe all of a sudden when they're just yeah. singing with that song. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. And the, and the humor, the humor of like Thor and the Chris Pratt going back and forth, but then like Thor goes off on an adventure with with Groot and the and Rocket Raccoon, and just those little. That's why Thor is my favorite because Thor he, he's so dead serious all the time. But he said the thing. He's like he said something like. A god, a tree, and a raccoon, or a god, a, a, a god, rabbit. a tree, and a rabbit are going to save the universe. <laughs> a god, he's a come rabbit. Oh, well, um, you know what? The more and more I was thinking, I'm thinking, how brilliant was Ragnarok to show so much comedy and show a different side of Thor that his comedy and his personality in Ragnarok transitioned perfectly into Infinity War because if we had gotten the Thor from Thor 1 and 2 and then he all of a sudden showed up in Infinity War and was like cracking these rabbit jokes and stuff, it wouldn't have worked. But, but then we got him makes... from Ragnarok to oh, Infinity War and in the transition. Oh, yeah. My thing is he doesn't, know, he doesn't know the rabbit thing's a joke. He like just it doesn't know what a rabbit is. He just thinks that's a rabbit. I thought, yeah, but I'm joking, saying though, even the way he was talking to Star-Lord and like being real quippy about it and like Trying to hit up on Gamora and like, oh, I feel your pain and this and that. You just felt like that's the Ragnarok Thor. That's not Dark World Thor. That's not Thor one. Uh, it's like kicking Natalie Portman. I like uh, a bit, Thor a lot of good. I like that. I like that Spider Man does another pop culture reference, like he did in Civil War when he tells, oh, aliens, when he tells uh, Iron reference. Man. You, you seen the movie Aliens? And it was that. Yeah, and yeah. and, and I tell you, like I I, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy two for the first time right before I saw it, and I watched Spider Man Homecoming again because I kind of wasn't paying attention. But then I watched Guardians one because there's things like they're talking about Xandar and all these places. But I mean, I, like I didn't remember anything about Guardians of the Galaxy one. But in Infinity War, he does the joke like he, they're talking about Kevin Bacon and Footloose being so good. That joke is set up in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he talks about there was a hero named Kevin Bacon who brought he brought got, he brought dance to the people. He's telling that story, and then all these movies later in Infinity War, he's like, "Is Footloose still the greatest movie ever?" And Peter <laughs> Parker's like, "It never was." <laughs> that was so brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Well, they're like, it doesn't Gamora think like this person named Kevin Bacon is some sort of like supreme leader or something? Yeah, like, absolutely. Kevin yeah. Bacon. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is too is that not funny, but 
just I don't know if we're wrapping up, but the Russo brothers did say that when the DVD comes out, that there's so many deleted scenes that they're going to drop that are that probably would have made the movie over three hours. So I I have a feeling we're going to see Thanos going into Xandar and just decimating it. Yeah, I would I would like to, that being like the main planet in in Guardians of the Galaxy. It would have been nice to see it because they left the the stone with Glenn Close at the end. It'd have been nice to see like that planet just John C. Riley getting holding yeah. <laughs> holding holding the stone or running with it, getting decimated. Yeah, just like show or at least show the aftermath. They get there, they find John C. Riley like Thanos, uh, uh, you know, something like that. Yeah, that would be awesome. I could, I could see that. I could see a lot of stuff being that might have been taken out. So they, they never explain how he hoping. got the first stone. They literally say, "Oh, he just went to Xandar and got it." So you assume he just killed everybody or something. I don't know. Well, that's so, what a lot that, of people were saying. Where they thought where Korg and uh, Valkyrie were at, and apparently they were on the other ship that didn't get destroyed from the uh, the other Asgardian ship. I, I, think, I, I hope they didn't would kill you, everyone at Xandar because that's where. Uh, that's where the uh, Nova Corps is at, and there's talk that they might do a Nova Corps movie. No, well, Nova, Nova. Yeah, we assume that in part two, in part two, since there's only like a, there's only like seven or eight Avengers left, but they're going to be like, we need more help, and then that's when they're going to call Ant Man and the Wasp and Hawkeye, who were, who were <laughs> they're going to be like, wait, guys, we survived the purge, we can come help now, and then maybe Valkyrie will show back up, and that they're going to. Yeah, but Ted, it, you already said that Ant Man was in Infinity. Yeah, War. Yeah, he was. <laughs> and so was the Wasp. She was. You see, Robert and Junior's clearly looking right at her. Um, but they could, they're going to have Captain Marvel, Valkyrie, Ant Man, the Wasp, and Hawkeye. And are all going <laughs> to show back up and sort of fill some of those gaps. It's going to be like the yeah, B I think team. so too. The, the, the fucking C-list team is going to show up to fight Thanos. Well, what's funny is that on the credits, I don't know if the Russo brothers were trolling. On the One of the credits they showed, they had mentioned the Silver Surfer. Well, he's very, very Thanos-tied. So I'm wondering if we're going to get uh, Captain Marvel accompanied with Silver Surfer back to – because. Okay, the reason why he's calling Captain Marvel is because cause they're like, well, why didn't he call him before and this and that? Apparently, S.H.I.E.L.D. is the organization that he runs that takes care of Earth. Well, S.W.O.R.D. is the organization that he also – I don't know if they're going to mention it in the movie, but in the comic books, he runs also an intergalactic uh, organization called S.W.O.R.D. And Captain Marvel, she's in charge of basically the sector. She's the Green Lantern. and slash superman of the mcu so that's kind of why it's it was that's why he made contact with her to come back to earth so something's yeah. going to happen in her movie where she leaves to defend to be either be part of sword or to to uh go against the kree which was uh which was uh ronin's uh species right but also taken doesn't account it feel a little uh that also take into account that that movie will also deal with the the scrolls so if they're setting yeah. up the scrolls in that one. I wonder if we will see any scrolls appear in any of the other Marvel movies because that is a huge. Well, they could set thing it up for, in the comics. Yeah, doesn't they it feel a little like a downgrade to, to watch Infinity War and then the next movie is just Ant Man and the Wasp? Is that kind of a uh, downgrade? No, because I think it's like a palate cleanser. That's the way Deadpool. When I saw the Deadpool trailer, I was like, man, after Infinity War, I'm going to need a movie like Deadpool to kind of. Cleanse my palate of, but this of what I just saw. This is in the same universe. Ant-Man of the Wasp is going to have to take place before. Or Jurassic no, Park. They actually said it's taking place <laughs> during, and 
it's going to probably end up with one of them crumbling at the end of the movie, I bet. Oh, that'd be that'd yeah. be a good twist. Because I thought, yeah. also what I think is going to happen, this is really a theory, I think Rocket Raccoon is going to get in his ship and go fly out into space and find Robert Downey Jr. and bring him back to Earth, and he's going to get back to find one of the Paltrow has disintegrated. And, and his shit's going to hit the fan. I can see they, that. They, because they set up the part where they're engaged and they're about to get married. Wouldn't it be great he comes back and he's just seeing Earth and he runs home and she's gone and he finds out she just... He, he's going to find the ring he gave her in a pile of ash. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that he also I wanted, like that he was thinking too. about having a child with her as well. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to find out she was pregnant. Oh, yes. And then she was going to tell him, you need to come back home, Tony. Probably waiting to tell him that she was pregnant. Didn't, didn't he give her oh. a ring at the beginning, or she had a ring or something? So he's going to find the engagement ring in a pile of ash, and then find out she was pregnant. I don't and think Rocket's going to bring him back. I think Captain Marvel's going to swing by Titan and pick him up. Yeah. Well, it was amazing. I thought it was great. Good job, Gabe. Good job with this movie. Good job putting it together. I, re- I, really, job, I really think I really think you guys owe it to yourself to see it a second time because the yeah, second time I that. saw it, I was like. It was so much more relaxed. And you feel, yeah, more relaxed. You're not as much. You know what's going to happen, but you're more enjoying it while it's happening. And last I really thing I'll recommend say, you guys yeah, I can watch Drax. Drax, like Drax and all them. Drax for, is one I mean, of my favorites. Last thing I'll say, and I'll shut up about it, is there was. I told you there were these guys behind me in the theater that were hilarious because they were sort of when I care, they would clap whenever anything happened and. Like when when Steve Rogers showed up, this guy goes Steve Rogers. You know, he was just totally <laughs> excited about it. Well, at the end of the movie, and the, it's the only after credit scene I've ever sat through twenty minutes of credits to watch. It's like I got to see it. What happens? And I sat there, and at the end of the movie, you see Nick Fury crumble, and he drops the thing. And I admit it, I'm not. I don't know that much about Marvel. I just know the movies. But uh, the, he, you look down at his little beeper, and you see the logo. And I kind of was like, "What the hell is that?" And I remember thinking, like, "Well, that, I'm gonna have to go home and look this up." And then luckily the guy behind me went, Captain Marvel. And I was like, oh, right, right. And I remembered I've seen that picture oh, yeah. of her. Oh, she yeah. has that look. As uh, Nick Fury is disappearing, he does the mother And he just disappears. Well, yeah, he, and he then he just disappears. <laughs> but I, I almost wanted to say thank you, loud person. Uh, you, actually, you actually helped me out. I didn't know what that meant, but thank you. You know, you would have taken five seconds to ask me, yep. and I could have answered it for so you. Were they, so, were they giving out the the promo comics at your theater, Gabe? No, but I saw the ones that you had. Um, those ones are pretty cool because it lets people—they're called true believers—and they actually have them for a buck at your local comic book store. And what they are is they're reprints. Okay, well, I just, I just want to make sure you had access. Captain Bob, Cap, where'd he go? I'm Why excited about I... Captain Marvel. Gabe. Just guess I have a huge crush on Brie Larson. She's already going to be one of my favorites, Gabe, and I don't even need to see the movie. Yeah, but we're about to get to the wrap-up show. Where's Gabe? We're waiting for him. Gabe's uh, camped out at his local Best Buy and Target to get all the editions of Infinity yeah. War on 4K. Did Gabe go away? Let me add Gabe back. <laughs> he's, he's, show. he's down. He, he's, he's at the theater watching Infinity War. Yeah, hold on. Let me add him back so we get to the wrap up show here. Let me click on it. Let's see, G A B, Gab. There we go. Olea, and we're adding back. And then, uh, listeners, we will get to the wrap up show. Dude, I, I enjoyed talking about this. Infinity War was really, yeah. really good. I, fe- I, fe- I felt walking out of Infinity War the way I wish I'd felt walking out of the Last Jedi. 
<laughs> I felt yeah. the opposite walking out of the last gen. I was like, ugh. Where'd Gabe go? I, I walked, what's funny is I literally went, when I was sitting in the theater waiting for the uh, end credit scene, I went into the, on my phone, went into the little chat, just to basically congratulate Gabe on how good the movie was. I was like, wow, Gabe, you must be over the moon about this movie. I don't know, I think he left. Well, you can, you can give him a shout out, we gotta roll. Yep, yep, but, uh, Gabriel Alea, be sure to, uh. Over on Facebook, uh, Uncanny X Bro, Uncanny X Bro, uh, uh, try to like. I, I think you can, you, you can apply to be accepted to that group over there. But uh, it's a really good group. Uh, and Gabe is what onslaught. He's onslaught. He's XX Exodus, I think, on Twitter, and he's onslaught on Xbox Live. And he's an all-around good guy, and he he really likes Marvel. Yeah, yeah. He really has come by zombie cast uh, a little more all the time. I kind of like talking with Gabe. He's kind of got that simple. Uh, and plus, he, he lives in Arizona, so we could always talk uh, Gila monsters and Spanish at the same time. Cause and, he is yeah, Spanish. we can talk. Uh, it's, a two, it's a two-part Z, uh, uh, research society with Gabe. We get two. Two for the price of one. Yeah. yeah. We, we, can, uh, we can run jokes into the ground like you know Ben Kenobi living in the desert and, and, and Zarlacc pits. And Bend over. Trimmer monsters. Yep. Uh, but he said his Skype did close down. So, Taylor, where can people find you? Uh, Tedekin on everything. Uh, Xbox, PSN, even though I'm only playing single-player games, like the amazing God of War, which is the Infinity War of video games. Uh, <laughs> God of War, uh, YouTube, Instagram, uh, uh, Netflix. Um, you can find me on Netflix, uh, Grinder. Hmm. you know. The end. And here, every every week. Very nice, very nice. Give me a sip of water. Uh, you can find me on Twitter.com slash FreemanDaddy5. My Xbox One Gamer Tag is FreemanDaddy7. And uh, be sure to follow my DJ page. That's Facebook.com forward slash DJ FreemanDaddy. So I'm always posting the gigs that I'm DJing, which is usually a couple of weeks now. Business has been good for DJ Freeman, but that's Facebook.com forward slash DJ Freeman Daddy. Like my page over there. And uh, I want to thank all the all the live listeners and all the feed listeners and especially the Zombie Research Society at ZombieResearchSociety.com. Remember, tomorrow starts or uh, May is Zombie Awareness Month. Do we, are we going to have uh, little ribbons, like little little ribbons we wear? We should. We should do it. But you know what? The, the society is giving away stuff now. I just retweeted something. They gave away something first for pre-month. Uh, on behalf of ZombieCast and the Zombie Research Society. So uh, they're going to be tagging us and all that. So uh, we'll, we will be retweeting all their stuff. But go to ZombieResearchSociety.com as they are the fathers and the godfathers of the zombie industry. And you know what? We're very proud to be uh, the only uh, radio partners with those guys. So uh, we, we are very blessed for the Zombie Research Society. But on behalf of... Of the mighty All Games Radio Network, Mr. Gabriel Olea on Slot XXXX, and it's Tedekin, Manny McFly, and myself, Freeman Daddy 5. We call episode 297 of Zombie Cast. It's total. Rap! Good night, zombies!